Hey guys, Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently, and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that, but what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time. If my body allows me to. But, you know, I tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like I want to, I want to get a pair myself. Like I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to Be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're twenty five bucks, and uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Did you know learning actually makes a sound? It's true. Listen, that's the sound of you learning a new language with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel's tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I love Babbel. I, I feel like I'm a guy, I like playing games, I'm a game guy, so I like that you can play little language games, and it, it, it's, it makes learning fun, and that's what I need, because I'm a monkey. So uh, studies from Yale, Michigan State University, and others continue to prove Babbel is better. One study found that using Babbel for 15 hours is equivalent to a full semester at college. Babbel has over 16 million subscriptions sold, plus all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash pardo. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash pardo, B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Rules and restrictions apply. 
Hey everybody, Jimmy Pardo here, Never Not Funny, right around the corner. But first, let's talk about a new season of Raised by TV. It's available in your podcast app right now. Season two brings this, John Gabers and Lauren Lapkus back, talking about more of the TV shows and memorable, memorable characters that warped their minds. Raised by TV, of course, is the show where John and Lauren revisit the best and worst of late 80s, early 90s TV game shows. TGIF, Oprah, serial commercials, whatever you think they're going to talk about, damn it, they're gonna with their own interesting take. They cover their beloved Nickelodeon late night block snick on the new season, as well as angsty teen shows like Freaks and Geeks. And they've got some new guests coming along and they got them. Scott Ackerman going to be doing an episode. Listen to Raised by TV now and subscribe on Apple Podcast Stitcher or your favorite podcast app that is Raised by TV. You can uh, subscribe to that now, but not right now, because right now you have to listen to Never Not Funny. Here it comes. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. Cause it's been one of those days. I'm hopping and popping. Oh, so you want to flip the dibble. You don't think I twerk? Well, I didn't know that. Eric, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Did we just make it better for women? <laughs> That's what we do here. We spitball. You just gave her an armful of lettuce? I'm in. Love it. Let's go. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. Hello, everybody, DBS. Welcome into the program, episode 22009. Is that what I was just told yep. and then uh, forgot already? That's right. 2009. Now, I am uh, wind, my, my face is windswept. Wind burned. Oh boy! Went golfing yesterday. Had a nice foursome. Went out there with uh, it was for my son's school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that mean? What, what, what do you mean by that? It's for for your. For, it's a charity. Event it's a for, fundraising okay. event. Yeah. Charity is probably the. I don't know. Maybe it's charity, but I, uh, yeah. maybe that's how businesses write it off. Right. It is. It's interesting in that there is a, a total of two parents that participate in this. Uh, me being one of them, and the uh, the chairperson's husband being one of them, and the rest of that. I don't know where they get It's all uh, like lawyers and stuff like that. It's all uh, hmm. people that uh, I, I I don't say a word to them. Just like any excuse to to play golf there. there. I think so, and they don't. And it's not a, it's not an expensive outing. Right. This particular one, there are expensive golf outings. This yeah. is not one of them. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's still a beautiful golf course right here in Tarzana, and. Uh, yeah, you get a nice lunch. You get a nice dinner when it's over. There's oh uh, stuff along the way to participate in. Two meals. Yeah, absolutely. Two meals. <laughs> you're there a long time. Yeah, that's. You know, you're there uh, noon to. Uh, I guess I got home around uh, eight o'clock last night. Wow. So uh, that's a full work day. It's a full work day. Now, again, these guys are missing work, and right. uh, they're and they, they probably write it. You know, it's a write off probably. Mm-hmm. That uh, hey, the four of us will go from the office and. Uh, and if it's not, uh, I apologize to those people that I uh, just, uh, the jig is up. Well, you didn't specify what the, you didn't specify anything, really. I just said maybe some lawyers. I'm not even 100% sure it was golf. You could have been playing anything. Yeah, earlier. you're right. We are out there. It was a ping pong <laughs> tournament. Uh, I had a nice foursome. It was me, uh, uh, Paul Gilmartin. You familiar with Paul? Yes. Uh, J.P. Manu. Do you know J.P.? Uh, actor, character yep. actor, J.P. Manu. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, Regan Burns, uh, who's been on the program. Yep. And, uh Regan's got a brand new podcast coming out, or it, maybe it's already out. I'm not certain uh, that mm-hmm. I am going to be guesting on very soon. And uh, uh, I will say this uh, publicly, just so that uh, everybody is well aware of it. Uh, it's the first time 
that uh, one of our outings uh, that we uh, actually that's not true. Uh, last year at the Conan one, we uh, were one under par. Mm-hmm. This is the best score we've ever shot. We were four under par. Wow. Yes. Thank you, Dan Telford. <laughs> and that is all because of one Regan Burns. Oh, really? Robert Regan Burns is a uh, is a very good golfer. My friend Paul Martin's a good golfer. Not yesterday. <laughs> really? I'm an average golfer, and that came through yesterday. So you were uh, just consistently I, I was, uh, what you always I, I was as helpful and unhelpful as I always am. Mm-hmm. I'm helpful when uh, occasionally, but for the most part, I uh, our mantra yesterday was, uh, okay, Regan, you got to save us. <laughs> and uh, and JP does a nice job. JP uh, is, a, uh, is not a bad golfer. We're, we're all not bad golfers. Uh, the thing is, Regan... Turns out to be a really good golfer. Does he play a lot? What's his? Uh, he story? claims he doesn't, but uh, by his form and his accuracy, I would disagree with that. Mm-hmm. He was he was very good. He was very good. All right, and he looks good. Mm-hmm. He looks looks very fit. He's, you like the cut of his jib? I do, and mm-hmm. he uses the phrase "I like" a lot. He goes, "I like uh, I like left to right on this. I uh-huh. like I like three wood for you on this, Jim." <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I'm gonna hit the driver. I like three wood. I hit the three wood. He's right." So he not only is accurate, but he knows his clubs. He I, he knows what's best for the team. I think he also here's the thing. I know I let him know. Now he full disclosure, he was filling in for Chip Chenery. Chip uh, had a bail at the last minute, and and Regan was kind enough to step in. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did tell him in the email. Uh, we suck, and we—it's for us. It's five hours of laughing, mm-hmm. and we we don't take it seriously. And he wrote back, "I never take it seriously. I have a good time." That said, I think he was very torn yesterday. <laughs> I think because he's good, yeah. And I think there was—you could see him having fun, yeah. certainly having fun, but also like. It, it, a little bit like, guys, if you just took this a scooch more seriously, <laughs> we could be in contention to win this thing. And he's not wrong. Uh-huh. He's not wrong. Right. If we took it maybe a scooch more. Right. But we're laughing. We're having fun. Gil, Gil Martin, uh, he said something that I said something back to him that he was, he was it was me putting him down, mm-hmm. but he was so tickled by it that then he and I laughed for 12 minutes because it was ridiculous. Uh, Paul, we were going past a green where he goes... Uh, we're looking for the T, and he's like, well, he goes, well, what's that green? Well, that must be for a different hole. And I went, yeah, Paul, must be. <laughs> <laughs> and just as, and we couldn't stop laughing. And, and again, my acting is not good, so I can't even replicate that. Yeah. Uh, he was like, it had, it had, every, it had condescension. <laughs> it had anger. It had disappointment. It had everything all in one. And, uh-huh. and again, I can never recapture it. Right. But it were was you perfect. purely making fun of him, or were you genuinely annoyed that you couldn't find the hole? He no, oh, finding the hole had played nothing in yeah. it. It was all him. Yeah, I didn't care if we. Here's the, I don't care if we drive around for twelve minutes looking for the hole. Mm-hmm. I don't. I I don't care. That's the exact amount of time you needed to recover from this laugh. Oh, fit. we needed it. It was a fit. I had tears in my eyes. We then tried to share it with JP and uh, Regan. Same response I got here. <laughs> Polite laughter. Polite laughter. Like, yeah, I guess that could have been funny if you idiots. Uh, so one of those had to be there things. I guess. You know what? Not one of them. Uh, it is the yeah. you had to be there moment. Uh, that, and of course, uh, where you were in Dallas on that sad, sad day. Oh, boy. In 1963. <laughs> Did not see this coming up. Bro, but... you know, everybody asked, where were you when JFK got shot? They all, everybody asked that question. I, of course. <laughs> they, they do still? <laughs> I think I think they updated. I think they updated now, don't they? Yeah. I mean, a lot of people weren't there because they Well, I, I, I would imagine at some point they said, where were you when Lincoln got shot? Where were you when you heard sure. the news about Lincoln? Well, that I remember. And then, no, uh, yeah, uh, then you go uh, JFK, mm-hmm. right? Then uh, what would be next? Elvis dying? 
Remember you when you heard Elvis died? Right. Maybe you throw in uh, Robert, you, Robert Kennedy, uh, Martin Luther King. I don't, a little bit I, don't, I don't remember those being the conversation uh, well, you were as much as a JFK. Young child. Yeah, but I was very in tune to politics. <laughs> Maybe, uh, but then uh, Elvis dying? John Lennon. John Lennon getting shot. Yeah. Reagan getting shot. Not yeah. Reagan Burns. Right. Although but, I would have shot him in the fucking face. That's <laughs> how good he was doing. Oh my God. I would have dick chained to that motherfucker. He's on your own team. I know he's on my own team, but I don't need that asshole uh, making me look bad. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to take his side. You're very self-destructive on the links. <laughs> I thought he made you look good. <laughs> yeah, what, talking. Why are you mad at him? Did, that, didn't you say Reagan Burns like saved the yes, whole Yes, he saved the entire squad. Dad how did he Telford? make you look bad? He was representing you in a better way than you were. First of all, you stop yelling and showing off in front of your boss. Yes, that sir. stops now. Yes, sir. Mr. Pardo. Secondly, turn him down. He's very loud in my ears. I'm mm. sorry. That's you know why? Because it's set to Garen level. Yeah, we got to bring it down. This is Telford level. This is yeah, uh, he's a yeller. This is a yell. Yeah, old yeller. That's uh, what they call him on the comedy circuit. <laughs> all right, hang on. Let me finish this timeline. You go, uh, uh, Ron Reagan. Yep. And then I throw. This is not a, a one individual, but I throw a challenger in there. Space shuttle. Yeah, but do you remember where you were when that? Uh, I do. They broke into school to tell you. Well, we were. We they put it on television in oh, our no. school. Yeah, we were watching it at school. That's my memory of that, yeah. What year? Hey, I'm trying to guess what year that was, the Challenger. I want to say I was working at the uh, record store. Is that possible? I think it was. Uh, I'm going to tell you what I think it is based on the, the classroom I remember. Wait a minute. That, I have the then date. you know what that means. I have the date. You know what? what, what? Sh- shut it down, Dan. Okay. Let's go. Bill, there's a song playing right now that you're not privy to hearing because you don't have headphones. Yeah, to the tune of Pour Some Sugar on Me. We're it's not in the microphone. Oh, I'll rewire it. Yeah. I hope uh, it's not in the microphone. <laughs> that would be terrible. Would be Bill, bad. don't look at my laptop. All right, I'm going to have to explain. Oh, Bill, you want in on this? Did you look at the laptop? I did not. Do you want to bet on this? you want to bet what year the chair? Yeah. Don't say it. Okay. Put your dollar in. He's oh. left too. He's left too. No, uh, uh, here's Elliot. You're assuming I have a dollar. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> We're, I, I, my throwing has gotten way worse. editor of, of Mad Magazine. Okay, now here. Uh, here's, funny yeah, let, me, let, me go, let me explain who is in here. Uh, Executive uh, editor of uh, Mad Magazine, uh, Bill Morrison, is, uh, is with us. Uh, he is. Uh, friend of the show, Dan Telfer, is in the Garen uh, Cockrell seat. But we'll go around the horn later and, and greet yeah. everybody. And uh, we have another full house this week. It, it always takes two people to uh, replace Garen Cockrell. <laughs> right. And uh, at, uh, the Mad I'm Magazine, of course. Representing the hair. <laughs> Dan? <laughs> I turn my microphone off because I don't respect what I just did. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mad Magazine has their first issue, uh, relaunch, I guess they're calling it. out today. It is out today. So uh, Dan Telfer, of course, was going to be filling in for Garen Cockrell anyway. He said, uh, hey, my boss insists on coming along. We said, okay. And uh, did any of that happen? Is that how that went down? Why is your boss (laughs) here? Um, Actually. We welcome him. We welcome Bill Bill Morrison. Yeah, we're here on a bit of business, I think, right? Is yeah. this a golf body for you guys? You're writing this well, off? He's still on probation, so I have to monitor no, his activities all of his throughout books. the day. Uh, Bill's got a, a long lineage, a, a, a big resume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simpsons, yep. right? And I know the two. That's all I know. <laughs> well, Bongo Comics. What is it? Bongo Comics? Yeah, Futurama. Futurama. Futurama, which is now your wife is involved with Futurama. Yes. Uh, I believe Bill knows my wife. My yeah. wife knows Bill. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. She worked on Futurama and uh, is working on the new Mac rating show. For Netflix, all right. which I'm not allowed to talk about. All right, well, please do not. Uh, but the Mad, hold out the Mad Magazine there, oh, Matt. Yeah. Uh, hold that up uh, for Elliot to uh, show. There's a new Mad Magazine. Boom. I have uh, a copy for you as well, Jimmy. Oh, I wasn't worried. What? Me worry? So that's, <laughs> oh, uh, I see what you did there. See what I did? That's the catchphrase from, uh, is it Alfred E. Newman? Is that the gentleman's name? That's right. Now, that was the cover wrap that you Oh, should up. I show the actual Oh, show cover. the actual cover. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, 
So this there we go. She's given the. Uh, this is the actual cover. We have a special cover wrap for sensitive newsstands. Oh, that's mm-hmm. no, that okay. would be sensitive because she's given the finger. That's right. Uh, now, Bill, uh, pardon my ignorance. Uh, is Mad Matt was it Mad or Cracked where you take the uh, back of the uh, the back cover and fold it to make it into something? That's Mad. And is that still yeah. happening in the uh, the new version? Yes. The uh, the person who originated that's called the fold in. Yeah. Uh, is Al Jaffe? He just turned oh. ninety seven. Wow. And he's still doing it. He's the artist. Hell, Jeff is the, the artist, artist and writer. Yeah. Uh, Whoops. And I was always a oh there they caused one uh, right there. I was always a fan of that as a kid. Loved it. That was my favorite part of it. Yeah. Mainly because I didn't understand any of the jokes because I shouldn't have been reading that magazine at age four. So it's like oh, but if I fold this, yeah. ah, the mountains turn into boobs. And I giggle like an idiot. <laughs> it's a magic, right? Trick. That's uh, it's a magic trick. It yeah. is. It's like th- I mean, think about it. You have to uh, draw that in such a way. No, it's crazy. That uh, then, uh, if you then fold it, mm-hmm. oh, it, it turns into a whole different painting. And he hand paints it on a canvas. I've just been told from Dan Telfer, who's uh, I don't know exactly what his position is at Mad Magazine. Senior editor. I'm senior, senior editor. editor. Yep. Seems high. Bill will talk. <laughs> uh, I know he's on probation. We let's get him bumped down to junior. That's just based on the way he's interrupted. <laughs> three times uh i've just been told that al jaffe's i uh, two things i've learned about al jaffe yep. uh, uh 92 years old 97 97 he's had five birthdays since i found out this information <laughs> uh and uh d- puts it on canvas yeah puts it on canvas and then he uh, sells those to charity for uh i wonder what, I what, what does he do with those? what do you do with the canvases bill uh, we send them back to him, and from there, we have no idea. You don't know what Mr. Jeffy wow. does. Where's yeah. Jeffy uh, live these days? He's in New York City. New York City. Loves yeah. it. Loves the Big Apple. Yeah, and he used to, up until this first issue, he would hand deliver the original artwork to the offices of Mad Magazine every issue. And uh, this was the first time he actually had to go down to FedEx. and Because it's now here? Is that the... Is because it, it's here in California. I see. We offered to get him a plane ticket every two months and <laughs> you fly did. him out so he could hand deliver it. He said, no, it's not necessary. I'm 97. Yeah. I'm worried about him going to FedEx. Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about <laughs> that as well. the flight. <laughs> it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Speaking yeah, of flights, you hear what happened to Southwest today? No. Southwest Airlines, that a, uh, yeah. a piece of the engine flew off and hit a window. Oh. And uh, the window at some point, uh, and Bill, if you know more about this than I do, uh, apparently a woman uh, got half sucked out the window, <gasps> oh, and then they no. had to grab her back in. Oh. Bill, am I getting any of this yeah, right? They, they, uh, the cabin depressurized. The whole window blew out. Wow. Uh, so I think she was the one injury. Yeah. It, uh, in, uh, and they Philadelphia. were up high. They were like at 30,000 feet. Yeah. Wow. And that's... then uh, uh, emergency landing in Philadelphia. There's a ground stop there in Philadelphia. And... Uh, so she plugged the the plane and kept it from. She saved crashing. everyone else. I wonder if they let her head, let her uh, hang her head out there for the rest of the time. <laughs> you just stay there. We're gonna land. Uh, but Hold there was on. only one injury, right? Like just uh, that's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, which is fascinating. And it's yeah. only the worst possible injury. <laughs> right? We don't know. Maybe she's fine. We yeah, I wonder know. what it was. Maybe like, it's just maybe she just uh, scraped her shoulder on the broken glass. Except for the psychological damage, because that is literally the nightmare that I was like, oh, that's never happened on a plane before, even though I'm imagining it happening to me right now. Yeah, that's why you always yeah. go on the aisle. Yep. Oh, I hate the aisle. I got to go nope. window. Well, good. Then get sucked out, idiot. I'm giving you advice on <laughs> yeah. how to save yourself. Well, no. Like, you know, I, I would I would rather be sucked out the window than have my leg touch a stranger. <laughs> Dude, I, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Good. Um, I, I think I tweeted you, too, because like, I just took an international flight, and this dude with kids 
in his bare feet, yes. jumping up and down on the seats to entertain his teenage child who does not need entertainment <laughs> on a plane. They should just have an iPad. The adult was jumping up and yeah, down. Yeah, he was, he was being like a goofy, I'm from L.A., I'm just this parent who goes outside the Disgusting. sun and has no shoes. And bleh. and it was so gross because the flight was half empty. There were all these empty seats, so he thought he could a half turn empty it, international flight? I will turn it into a jungle gym, this man said to himself. Yeah. And then you two tweeted it out to me. I think I pressed like. <laughs> yeah. No, what did I write? Animal? Probably yeah, just, something like that. Yeah, something. just animal. Like you, you said I had permission to like, you know, do something horrible. That's right. That's right. Was now, that a, that's kind of fun we have. Was that L.A. to Heathrow? That was Dublin to L.A. Oh, okay. You can go right to Dublin. Aer Lingus. Yeah, you go mm-hmm. right there to uh, Dublin and uh, listen to my friend Chris DeBerg uh, play some music. Oh, yeah? I believe he's from Dublin, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Okay. I could be wrong about all that information. Uh, no, let's uh, circle back. Anyway, there's a plane uh, situation today. When, uh, uh, it's, uh, of course, the situation is fluid, so we yeah. can't uh, talk anything more about it. The situation is fluid. Um, let's circle back to the Challenger. What year yes. did the Challenger crash? Uh, you seem to think you remember it because of the classroom you were in. I seem to remember hearing about it at the mall and probably going, don't care. Here's the new Def Leppard. <laughs> <laughs> the, my problem is half of, like, Half of one year and half of another year, I was in this classroom. Yes, so I have to decide. You know. I have to decide which of those years I think it was. I think I'm going to say '86. That's like when I played Chart Flashback uh, on an Entertainment Weekly Radio on a weekly basis with yeah. Kyle Anderson over there at uh, uh, Up All Afternoon on Sirius XM Channel 105. I'm on at 120 every day Pacific time. Uh, every not every day, every Tuesday, except for today because we're recording today. Yeah. Um, and whenever whenever it's the beginning of the year. Because uh, I have to guess, I have to guess the song, and mm-hmm. then at the end of the top, at the end of the ten, I have to guess what year. Yeah. And at the beginning of the year, it's rough because it's like, oh, is it eighty four, eighty five? Right. That's what that is. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, you fucking windbag! We understand how calendars work, you dullard. I'm gonna need you to diagram that. For oh, me. <laughs> that's cool. Maybe how? that could get in the next issue of Mad. <laughs> the picture of you. Oh, Jaffe! I insist Jaffe delivers that. It's the Mad fold, and it's it's the it's the schematic of how you figure out which year. When you fold it in, it's us asleep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Pass that to Jaffe. Jaffe needs. A, he's 97. He can't be uh, sharp anymore. Right. The next one's gonna be his trip to FedEx. Then uh, two issues. Later, his trip back from FedEx. I think the trip to FedEx folds into his tombstone because he fucking Come died. Come on, now nah, we don't wish the death on well, El Jaffe. I'm worried because we have a history bill on our show when we mention someone's name. It just happened actually this past week. We sometimes we talk about someone on the show and then suddenly they pass away. Uh, oh, you kind of warn me about that. And, and, oh, I'm it just so, happened with no, but, Art Bell, right? Art Bell, but you're here, yeah. Bill. You're you're here. You're not. You, you won't die. I just no, want I'm to prove that I'm Al. actively listening to your podcast by noticing that Art Bell passed away. You're also actively interrupting again, Dan. <laughs> well, that's the fun part. No, it's not for anybody but you. No, you wanted me to interrupt. I saw it in your face. No. Oh, my God. Nothing Nothing could be further from the truth. Maybe you need a, a, a different pers- Like You need to sit somewhere else to see his face more accurately. This uh, is what I deal with every day. Oh, just, just him nonstop chatter? Yeah. I just run into his Look office. At, oh, my God. I'm going to add a nice color to my hair, Bill. Your thoughts? <laughs> I like the colors uh, right now, though. It's you like can't. Purple and a blue. Yeah, but, I, yeah, but then there's a weird thing in the back. Uh, you show, you show the back. It's like kind of ashy in the back. Oh, right? I don't like that. Yeah, <laughs> that's because I couldn't reach it myself. I did it myself. Oh, oh. You know, there's an easy solution to that one. Just cut that part of your hair off. You know what? I don't know how well uh, cut the back of my head is either because I also did that. Oh no, it's horrible. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm, glad, I'm glad you said that because I didn't know how to respond to the back of your head. Is it really horrible? Yeah, oh, it's bad, Dan. There's at least what two happened? things wrong with the back of your head. Oh, so the color and the cut. <laughs> the okay. Color and okay. cut. The cut's not good. Bill, your thoughts. The clarity could review? use work too. Um, <laughs> should we see if they have scissors? You could. You could maybe. You I, know. You know, 
no, I don't, I don't, I don't like do to malign mental patients, but uh, it does, right? That yeah. was the first thought. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you got this fancy <laughs> job now. Bad. Treat yourself to a supercut. Yeah, get a haircut, right? <laughs> you could walk it's to not the that one. Bad. Uh, oh, Dan. Dan we're going we're gonna to give you a mirror. The back the break. is the baddest. The back, if I may, I, I think the front. You look terrific. Oh, yeah, take a picture with your phone. To the back of my head. Mm-hmm. All right. It's horrible revelations about to happen for me. <laughs> But again, you brought it up. You know that scene in Sixteen Candles where the blonde girl gets her yeah. hair caught in the door. I don't like where this is going. I don't think that's going to be a good. Maybe have Bill do it. Is that out of the question? <laughs> Here, Bill, take a picture of the back of my head. There you go. Is that out of the question? <laughs> well, turn your head the right way. I don't know how one turn. I don't know. I have eyes back there for Christ. Well, you know where he's sitting. Are you got it? Okay. Okay. Well, I don't know what he's doing back there. I turned around for like you. Oh, that's not good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Nah, I could do that better. <laughs> well, you don't. Why don't take the law into your own hands, Dan? You need a oh, professional. You're saying I should have someone else cut it now? Yes. Okay. That's what I was saying the whole time. There was never a moment when I thought <laughs> you should do it. He only did interrupt himself to say, maybe let Bill do it. Is that out of the question? Maybe the funniest thing you've ever said. And I know I say that a lot on this show, but the, uh, every, word, every word in that made me laugh because I've got bad news. I'm letting you go. <laughs> Whoa, what? Yeah, bad news. Oh. Uh, all right. So, all right. Challenger, you're settling on 86. All right, wait, hang on. So, Dan, we, we convinced you. I'm, I'm ready to you? take numbers. No, Dan, you're going to get a haircut. You're going to go somewhere and get that yeah, done? Yeah, maybe. That sounds expensive. <laughs> it's $13. Wait, from like super. I'm not going to go to Bo Ricks. What's, I'm not going to. First the, of all, don't badmouth Bo Ricks. Here's the thing. I've gone. Second of all, it can't be worse than the shit you've done to it. <laughs> What's Bo Ricks? I've tried to. Like, Bo Ricks okay, is like a so super it's in like, it's in like a, a semi mohawk right now, right? Clip. Uh, like an asymmetric <laughs> <laughs> even Bill even Bill Bill off my what <laughs> I'm worried if I go to Supercuts they won't even know what to do with this nobody knows what to do with it <laughs> I don't know how to look at it I don't know what angle to look at it oh Jesus you're not wrong though a, a Supercuts is gonna try alright to... take off your headset I think your no, headset I'm might gonna, be... I, th- I think I know what I have to do anyway, oh you're going hat going oh, hat oh I feel bad but no the, 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 no, the top looks great yeah Front That's and the top. part we really only well, see. Well, see, I'm gonna, I'll keep like the front-ish kind of hanging out there. Don't take your hat off. The hat's okay. worse. Okay. The, the hat yeah, worse. looks hat's like worse. it's a child-sized hat. It's not. <laughs> well, I have a really... giant head. Nothing looks oh, good. Okay. Really yeah. good. I do my best. Can we get you into one of our hats? We've got a, we got some yeah, hats over here. I don't want to wear one of your hats. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this bet. I gotta. We gotta I, move your on. hair is a favor. Start <laughs> showing it. <laughs> Start acting that way. Okay. I'm just never going to turn my head to the side. How's that? Good call. Thank you. That's what I meant. Start showing it. Just stay locked this way. Stop turning your head so I have to see the back of that skunk. (laughs) What's that? I got a Pepe Le Pew Oh, it's like a skunk. That's okay. I can live with that. Oh, God. I I didn't mean it. A dead one. Dead run over. Oh, no. Oh, it just turned around so horribly. Oh, haircut. Yeah. All right. Uh, (laughs) I think the front looks great. What's your guess for the Challenger explosion? Well, I was going to say 85 because that I was I thought it was, was working at the record store. Torn between 85 and 86. All right, what do you got, uh, Elliot? Uh, it, it seems like I can't win, but I'll take uh, Well, you uh, could split the winnings if you want. Well, uh, do we want to do that? Sure. Okay. All right, well, I was going to say 85. Okay. Bill, I was also going to say 85. Yeah. Okay. Nobody wants to go 86 and split I think it. We should go Matt. No. Come month, man. I'll go 86. That's fine. All right, you know what? Let's do this. Oh, uh, want to go month? Dan Telfer, I... you tell us what year it happened, and then whoever is left in that year. Wait, no, let's go month before he says it, and then... Uh... You think? I think yeah. you go month before I say it, because okay. there's a lot of room to get close. Yeah, I'm going yeah, yeah. to say okay. March 86. November 85. All right, December. I seem to think... No, I'm only just saying that. I seem to think it was the uh, summer. What, 85, Jimmy? Can I change my year? Abs- yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you, if, you're, if you're doing month. I'd then. like to go to May of 86. 
May right, 86. I'm going to say, I'm, I was going to say November Damn it. 85. Wait, no, no. You just took, yes, I'm going to go May 86. You just took my legs out, man. No, I didn't. Yeah, because I, I had I had March 86 on. You most certainly you, did not. I did because everyone else was in 85. I No legs would take it out. I was going to be the closest if it was a, uh, after March 86. Uh, I'm going May. All right. May 86. Elliot, you're in 85 still? November, yeah. November? I'm August 85. August, August 85. 85. Matt, you're March 86? I think it's September 85. I'm, I'm March 86, yeah. It All wasn't. Right. I, I, now I know. My guess is awful. My guess is the worst. Is anybody? Did anybody get it, Dan? Uh, people got real close. I don't think anyone got it. No, no one got it. All right, give the year, and then those two people will uh, will re uh, now, If it's April 86. Two people got the correct year. Yeah. Makes and sense. I well, th- two got 85, um, two got 86. <laughs> so that reveals nothing. Unless it was 84. Then there'd be zero people. That would be zero. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me, should we? Should we have? Should I tell you who got the right year, and then we'll have a month off? Yes. If it's, that's what I said thirty-five minutes 1986. ago. Well, is, I wasn't listening. It is eighty-six. All right, so it's, okay. All right, so it's me and you, so mm-hmm. Bill Morrison, the head. I don't know what. What's his title over there? Executive. Executive editor. Executive so. editor. Your senior editor. Editor in chief. I like editor in chief. I like going yeah. old school. Yeah. I do too. Editor in chief. I'd like so to see publisher. you get like a like a, a J. Jonah no. Jameson haircut. <laughs> really yeah. could go all out with it. Let Dan Smoke do it. <laughs> you guys can go together. You can make a date of it. No. Both get haircuts. Uh, all right. So Matt, you and I are having a uh, month off. All right. We've eliminated two of them. I'm gonna I'm gonna say April '86. You then. are. Then you know what? I'm trying to think. I know I was. I know I was working at the Arkansas. I moved in August. So is it, let's see, March, April, May are covered. So it's February or June. I, I'll go June. Okay. Didn't one of us get it, Dan? No, neither of you got okay. it. Okay. What the hell? So I know I was at the record. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to say February 86. July 86. Neither of you got it. Wow. You said we were close. What yeah. happened to that? You've gotten closer. What did you say? You said February, Matt? Okay, January 86. I'll say January 86. Jimmy? Well, I don't have a choice. i got to go with August now. Jimmy, what was your last guess? July. Uh, that was up wrong, and then you're going to say August now? N- I, nope. Uh, Matt, you finally got it. It's January 1986. Ah, uh, thank you. Uh, Dan, uh, can I say this? Dan's not good at this. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's more of an editor he, than a... He uh, doesn't know how to build the tension. He doesn't know how to... <laughs> there's a bit going on. Well... The important I, thing is I won, so I think he did great. <laughs> I mean, I feel really You feel good like I should have made that more, like terrifying i think it may be a little like uh, something was about to explode i honestly feel like we all should have gotten our money back once no one got it initially yeah, no off. no i like the month off all right i like the no, month I'm off fine with that yeah elliot's fine with it he's the one that lost so, but i was that my mem i'm glad that my memory was right that i was in fifth grade and i, I was in school january of 85 you were in fifth grade january 86 86 yeah yeah i was no question at the record store banging around no doubt in my mind post christmas right <laughs> What does that have to do? Are with you making a case that you had sex while the Challenger exploded? <laughs> Am I making the case that I had sex during the Challenger? I, I think that's what caused it. Oh no! What? Yeah. How is that? You mean you like? I think I erupted so uh, so oh, much, Jesus and that God. was the beginning of the curse. Yeah, Jesus. that was the beginning of the curse. It was a uh, glug. Uh oh, crash. Now, did you have like a T? There was no TV in the record store. Like we had no TV in the record store. A radio. You would be listening to music. We had a radio. We, were we, selling we music. would listen to uh, long plays. So you wouldn't be listening to the radio and hear the news over no, the radio? No, I think somebody had to run in and tell us. Mm-hmm. They, they had to? Why, why did you have to we know? Had to, we Keith we have to tell myself, the record story. We have to hey, Listen, it's, you, you, you work in like a court. Right. You're all a family. So then sure. you immediately go, holy shit, I better, I better tell those guys. Mm-hmm. And then we probably went, oh, okay. And again, here's the Def Leppard. Yeah. 
We, I think we were watching because it was, a, if I'm not mistaken, there was a teacher. There was a teacher and a, uh, and a woman. Like board. it had a lot of uh, yeah. uh, historical significance. Yeah. What a bad one to watch. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not your good. It's, it's not not a good first watch. Hi, how you doing? I'm <laughs> just locked up. Yeah. That sentence was as bad as the back of Dan's head. <laughs> I'm fascinated with how you, you just inserted a great piece of never not funny lore of how you started the curse. Oh yeah. Well, that was that was Elliot's idea, which yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm fully on board I, with. Yeah, I like it too. I, now, but the, now here's the here's what takes the wind out of the sales. I was not having sex at that time. Right. At the, Jimmy. Shh. No, no, no! I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm happy to somehow come up with a history right, of, the, I think, of the lore. I, I feel like what it is is it's the butterfly effect. You did something that caused the chain of events that yeah. caused that whatever right. part of the shuttle to. I, but again, I was not having sex. Well, you were getting you a were hand talking, job. Whatever. I was, was not getting a hand job. This was in the afternoon. <laughs> nothing went down. So we established it was definitely some kind of sexual intercourse that was happening. No, nothing was happening. You were talking about heat shield tiles. These were business hours. Nothing was happening. Oh, so it was only after the story. It would be after the story. Yeah. Was this a licorice pizza or a peaches? This was situation? a JR's music shop. Oh. This was in the south suburbs of Chicago. That was a JR's and Oranges was a big chain in the Chicagoland area okay. in the uh, late 70s and 80s. Went out of business in the 90s. JR's. Right before re the record business kind of went to shit. They got, guy was smart. Yeah. Bob Kennedy was his name. Wait, the, re, uh, JR's and Oranges was the same thing? Same, yeah. Oh, okay. Oranges were in like your strip malls. JR's were in the uh, actual mall. Huh. You don't want an oranges in the proper mall because it's got your orange Julius already. It's got your orange Julius. We have peaches out here. Peaches. Uh, then there was coconuts as well, which was a uh, yeah. East Coast, uh, Southern East, and then mm -hmm. they kind of uh, spread. And strawberries. And where uh, I lived. I, I used to work at Warehouse Records as well, oh, yeah. uh, which were big out here. That was big. And they had a big <clears> video <throat> department. They had a huge video department. And it was one of the first places to rent uh, lots of movies. Like if you want a right. Top Gun, they would have a ton of them yeah. as opposed to your Ma and Pa, which would have two. And they also had a big porn section, and that was the first time I ever saw what looked to me like a housewife renting a porno movie. <laughs> and your thoughts? It was, you know, one of those one of those moments where you just think the world is changing now because it's not it's not guys going into the back room. Yeah, uh, what's she up little, to? You know, divey kind of store. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a housewife out in the middle of the store in front of God and everyone. What store would that be, Bill? What, what that was the warehouse on Sepulveda Boulevard in uh, uh, Van Nuys. Oh, right over here. Yeah, mm. right over here, right in the valley. Yeah, I worked. I worked with the one in Pasadena, which was the second most successful. Torrance was the big one. Torrance was the big mm. warehouse. Pasadena was number two. Van Nuys number seven. <laughs> you, you cannot know. <laughs> is, that. is this a story? <laughs> I can't. Hey, what is that up now? What's this? What's that up there? Oh, I was. I'm testing a. Uh, hey. I don't like this. What's going on? Why don't you tell us? I'm okay us with the seven cameras, on? but eight? <laughs> Why do we have an eighth camera? Uh, that is, a, I am testing a... Um, is it a, Mevo, or what is that it's called? It's a 360. It's a 360 uh, little Samsung. Okay. Huh. Oh, is that a Samsung? Yeah. Oh, is that so people can, like, actually change the angle? Like, Theoretically, I wasn't... Uh, I, I There was a reason. I probably should have brought it up so that it wouldn't come up, but I thought if I don't bring it up, then it won't come up. So. But how, I'm going to look blinking. over and see some spaceman up there. I understand what you're saying. It is very cool looking. Yes, I know you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, it's, that is his catchphrase. It is. It's like, what does well, that mean? I probably have to sell t-shirts. I, I understand what you're saying. Oh, that's gonna. Who wants an Elliot shirt? <laughs> I, be, I bet you. You know what? Now that we say it out loud, we're getting a lot of feedback. That, that That's a good catchphrase. That's a good. I understand what you're saying. Mm -hmm. on, a, on a shirt. Yeah. 
right? Probably. It's not going to sell any better or worse than our other shirts. I can guarantee that. Hmm. I can guarantee well, yeah. that. Who was that? I guarantee. Who That's, was uh, the, the the cook, the Cajun, the Cajun chef? The Perdue. Paul Perdue. Jimmy Pardo. Uh, all right, Bill Morrison is here as the editor-in-chief at Mad Magazine. We're, uh, we've got Dan Telfer sitting in as well. Uh, I'm hot off a subpar golf round <laughs> yesterday with uh, Regan Burns and uh, Paul Gilmartin and uh, J.P. Manu. You went over the weekend, though. You went, uh, what'd you go, ample, apple hunting? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, went on, I went on an apple hunt. <laughs> what, is it, what did you do? You went apple picking. No, we didn't go apple picking. We went to the farm where there is apple picking in the fall. Uh, what do they do in the spring, then? Uh, well, it's they also host uh, school trips for... Uh, it, Zoe's in a, a school program. And uh, their big outing was to go on an overnight trip to Oak Glen, uh, which is up in the hills there uh, past uh, San Bernardino. And uh, they and it's like a Civil War reenactment event, I guess. I don't know. You you sort of march around with sticks. And what do you do during this? You watch, you participate, stand there and watch. That's it. But the the, young lady like a Zoe, she gets to pick up a stick Mm -hmm. and uh, she was for the north or the south. Please tell me the south. because I think they got a bad rap in this. Well, good news, Jimmy. She was a rebel. (laughs) She was uh, she was on the south the southern. Did they get to pick or were they they just went uh, and and her and her friend uh, Lily were both on, on the south and both her dad and 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 myself are from New York and and both uh, lived in Boston for a while so we were like you should be like spies for the north like don't don't actually help them right <laughs> like you should be like working <laughs> against their interests uh, but they did end up winning which I thought was weird the south one well, yeah. the, I, I, they've been saying for years the south will rise again it finally this happened is just the start <laughs> it happened right you get them a tiki torch next here uh, they go no and Jimmy <laughs> I, that's my fear is that this is what it leads to you know what it's bound to happen at some point. We're due what? for, an, we're due another, for civil a, another civil war. Another civil war. We're right around. Well, the I've been saying that since November 9th, twenty sixteen. Was this about <laughs> apples at some point? It was. Yeah. It started as apples, and now it's it turned. I refer to, to the South as apples because of Georgia. No, it's apples and oranges. It's apples and oranges, the record store. There we go. Apples was never a record store. Oddly enough, should have been. Should have been in the South, and then oranges is in the North. Think about Peaches it. should have been in the South as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Georgia. Red Georgia, it's on my mind. And strawberries should have been in California. Strawberries that, was the East Coast, wasn't it? Yeah, that's what we had. Why was What was the obsession with fruit and I record don't know. store? Why like different th- fruits? They were trying to make a... One fruit for everyone. You could make a really good smoothie, companies. though. How do you explain oh, licorice it pizza? Because it, it looked like a, uh, a record would look like a, a licorice pizza. Oh, right. But they sort of broke the form. Yeah, that doesn't... By the way, when you said licorice pizza before, I thought you were talking about some weird pizza place that puts licorice on pizza. I've, <laughs> yeah, never, I've never, never heard, heard of that. that and yeah. it, it makes sense now, but yeah. They have a nice logo. The licorice yeah. pizza logo is nice. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. A record bar was another one back in the uh, 70s and 80s. I loved record bar. Licorice pizza could have used the same logo as delicious vinyl when you think about it. It's not that far off. Yeah. It's not that far off. Yeah, it's, maybe there were. We said a third time. <laughs> not that far <laughs> I off. I think I'm honest with it. I think they might have been secret partners. You think delicious uh, vinyl and uh, licorice pizza? Delicious <laughs> uh, vinyl could be a fetish store, though. That's true. Oh, it could oh. be. Yeah. yeah. And based on the, the weirdos who started it, that's probably not far off. <laughs> Who's delicious vinyl? Uh, this guy named Matt Dyke, I think, started it. Um, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know if he was a weirdo or not. His, his the music that he put out was very strange at the time. Give me, the, give me the, uh, some artists. Well, he, uh, I think the probably the biggest artist was Tone Loke, but he did some weird Tone stuff. Tone Loke impression. 
this, sorry, <clears throat> let's do it man <laughs> that was not very good if we kind of i have to warm up let's, into that let's do it let's do it that's not i didn't do any better let's do it let's do it sounds like know. billy bob thornton and sling blade mm-hmm. some folks call it delicious vinyl some folks call it licorice pizza <laughs> <laughs> uh bad. yeah bad tone loke uh but they but matt dyke also produced <laughs> he was one of the guys behind the groundbreaking Beastie Boys album, Paul's Boutique. Here we go again with the Beastie Boys. <laughs> every week now with the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Guys writing a book and all of a sudden we got to hear about the Beastie Boys every 25 seconds. Wait, what book? Oh, that. Oh, Mike D and Ad-Rock are writing a book. Yeah. yeah. Oh, they both are. They're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. I, I was reading an interview with Mike D. That's why it was on my mind uh, that, that they're doing this book. And they said initially the idea was to have all their friends write the, the history of the band. And then he literally was just like, so we tried that and then we got it back and it was terrible. <laughs> we were like, these guys aren't good writers and this sucks. So we're like, we have to do this ourselves. I, I like that he was just super honest. But are they good it. writers? I don't know. But I guess he just meant like, if, if we're going to tell the story, we just need to tell it ourselves because these guys don't know what they're doing. I see. Uh, it just was funny to me that he just like straight up completely hey, gotta, ripped hey, his friends yeah, you apart. You guys shit the bed. <laughs> yeah, you guys are terrible writers. Gotta take the reins back on this. And yeah. As a reminder, we wrote, we gotta fight for your right to party, so we're the perfect judges of great writing. It's <laughs> <laughs> unfair, right? They're very successful. They are very successful. And that's a good song. By all, uh, is that a good song? No, it's their worst song. That's the worst. Well, that, that's their lady in red. Girls might be. Girls. That's probably worse. The girls. That's really bad. What about Brass Monkey? Those are the three I know. I love Brass Monkey. I think Brass Monkey. Girls. Bill, are you a, were you in, ever into the Beastie Boys? What are, you, what are your music? Not really. Artists? No. Um, I'm older than you guys. So mm-hmm. Are you? You don't know that. I sort of bypassed. I, you know, I lead a clean life, so I, I look younger than I am. <laughs> you keep your temple clean, Bill? You? Uh, I do. You yeah. do? You're, uh, so do we. What does that mean? Within, well, you know, I drink. Oh, okay. I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. What do you do? What do you do? Um, don't hurt. <laughs> what do you do? Well, there you just, you just hit on my era right there. Is that what you like? You like Adamant? More like the, uh, I sort of went from glam rock in the 70s to new wave. Sure. And then now it's it's very eclectic. Hmm. Like, who was your, uh, glam rock wise, who was your favorite? Bowie. David Bowie. David Bowie. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, and then you went into you say a punk phase, or it was a new wave. It more? was more new wave. I didn't really get into punk until years later after it was over. So the new wave would be uh, you'd listen to your K Rock, you'd listen to Richard Blade. Yes, he would uh, bring up a new NXS song, uh, maybe yep. Tears for Fears. Tears for Fears. Is that considered a new wave? I guess it was. The Go Go's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the Bangles, Adamant, uh, Peter Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about like the British, like ABC and yeah. Oh, I like those. ABC. Like yeah, they're I like, good. I like them yeah. too. ABC talk talk. I also like the prog rock. Oh, went through. So back to Peter Gabriel. So Genesis, yes, mm-hmm. King Crimson, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what about Asia? Did you like? Was that too poppy for you? I liked a couple of their songs, but yeah, I got a little poppy. Bunch of prog rock guys come together to make yeah, a, uh, a super group, a pop super group, prog rock super group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they abandon their prog rock ways. They the did. result. Was what? boring. Jethro Tull. <laughs> Jethro Tull, of course. Uh, a lot. The great Ian Anderson will stand. Uh, what, Dan? You had a thought? Uh, see, just why, I've never been into supergroups. Why do they always pick the shittiest names of all time? Like, it's Chickenfoot always jumped out at me. <laughs> Chickenfoot's like, a bad name. Yeah, but they all, like Asia. Like, you just immediately. What's wrong with Asia? Well, it's a country a, or a continent. It's a continent. But there's, yeah. why would you then call your band But Asia? why would you call it Chicago or Kansas Asia put or out Boston. an album is culturally offensive. <laughs> Dan, this is not your nude poker. This is not the. Did you just call it nude poker? Nerd, nerd poker is what I did. Nerd. I'll do nude poker. Maybe we should change it to nude poker. 
poker. I think you'd get more views. No. Yeah. <laughs> we should no, videotape it so it would get a view. Yeah, videotape it, Dan, and then release it in 1987. Oh, God damn <laughs> And then that housewife from the video store can rent it. <laughs> hey, Bill, speaking of which, because I, 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 I will admit something here on the show, a little bit of vulnerability, that when I, this is dumb me, when I would see a housewife, uh, and this might be misogynist, this might be sexist, it might be... Uh, all of it. Everything's okay. everything's in play here. But you're talking about what you thought as a young man. As a young man seeing a housewife renting a, por- uh, a, a pornography or soft mm-hmm. por- uh, porn. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would think, uh, hey, if she's going to be watching that, maybe she'd rather be with a gentleman. I would never do anything about it, but I was, oh, maybe that's uh, somebody I should hit on because she's, uh, she's hot to trot. Oh, see, my assumption mm-hmm. would be that she's bringing it home to watch with her friend oh never never that that would never cross my mind certainly not at that age okay because to me porn was nothing but a private right right moment you would never sit down and watch Mm -hmm. it with this another by the way nothing in my mind has changed on that (laughs) yeah (laughs) when i was uh a late teen i i had the misfortune to go to a porno drive-in theater (laughs) what in northern michigan oh no i was i was up in you know that we it called it up north. So Where were up, you, Traverse City? It was in that region. All right. Yeah, uh, with three other guys. You know, we were just up oh. there camping and stuff. Somebody knew about this porno <laughs> drive-in movie theater out in the middle of nowhere. We thought it would be fun to go. I have no reason, or I have no idea why, because once we got there, there was like this little. Uh, gray-haired grandmotherly lady selling tickets in the little <laughs> ticket booth as you drive in. Mm-hmm. And I think that was when it dawned on all of us that, oh my God, you know, and she's telling us about the movie. She's, you know, she's going, oh boys, we've got a really great double feature for you tonight. <laughs> oh. And we're just like, please lady, just well, just take our oh, money. Oh tickets. <laughs> Did she look like excited that there's new people yeah, coming to her theater? She was, like... You know, she was just very normal and sweet looking and she if was you very excited have any to see suggestions us. for what we should play in the future, just oh, come on God. over. Yeah, it was very uncomfortable. <laughs> Dan, we had an agreement you were not going to turn your head. <laughs> so, so then once the... Oh no! Once we get in there, we got the you know the speaker on the window and everything. Mm-hmm. You fuck! It just got uncomfortable as hell. Because there's four dudes in a car. And we're just realizing what we're about to do. Yeah. We're about to you know see you're, you're about to watch two full movies. Two full movies. A giant of porn. Yeah. And uh, oh, the the snack bar was something else. <laughs> All hot dogs. <laughs> 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 you wrap them up your ass. It was a real sausage fest, that place. <laughs> Not quite. No. Uh, they had they had soda and ice cream, no popcorn. No popping corn. And hmm. and everything else was sex toys and magazines. Oh my god. And wow. and again it was the you know, just the average, you know, thirty something housewives uh, perusing the magazines what and the, the toys and everything. Wait, they had like like un- unopened sex toys. Not yeah, just hanging just on like, the hanging like on you wanna, you wanna, you like, wanna, at the, like at the car wash. Yeah. <laughs> so the, a dildo for your car. So that take it back though, to the car. Yeah, you take it back to the car. Or you're yeah. able to buy it. Everybody's there for the same reason. You're able to go in the secrecy of your car. Right. You don't have to get out and go into a sex shop. Right. And hey, is that Doris? Going into the uh, delicious vinyl. Right. So the only yeah. one you have to worry about is that lady at the. At the yeah, she's not yet running her mouth if she knows what's fucking good for her. <laughs> <laughs> what do you remember? What was playing? Uh, I don't remember the names, but one uh, one kind of stands out in my memory because it had an underwater sex scene. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. like 
it was it was in the era of uh, Jaws and Orca and these. Yeah, it was this like seventy nine or eighty movies. or something? Do you remember what year it was? Uh, I was like late seventies. The Deep, seventy eight. The Deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I remember a lot of it. it took place on sea. You know, like in a oh, boat. Love it then. And then, <laughs> and then there were all these scenes underwater with people having sex. Wow. And so the four of you are just sitting in the car. Does anybody leave for a couple of minutes and come back? No, but nobody's making eye contact. Right. And if anybody starts to talk, it's like, shut up, shut up, just shut up. <laughs> you wow. know, let's just get through this. And, and then You didn't we'll... think to walk around and maybe look for a car full of chicks? Oh, God. Didn't occur like to grease. Us. Well, I was, yeah. you know, I had a steady girlfriend who's now my wife. So, I, oh my gosh, wow. I, was, I wasn't looking. You're married thirty years, then forty years. Uh, thirty-five. Thirty-five 36. years. I wow. split nice. the diff. Yeah. Impressive. Thank you very much. Yeah. Not your guess. His oh. marriage. Damn it. <laughs> yeah, she was my high school sweetheart too. So we started dating. Oh, wow. We had like, we had like a good solid five years of dating mm-hmm. under our belts before we got married. So wow. Yeah. And you with children, Bill. No kids. No kids. You don't need that, right? You're going to the drive-in. You can't have them That's in the right. back seat. <laughs> right? You and your wife want to go catch that nudie flick on the big yeah. screen. Every time we go back to Michigan. Yeah. Right? Let's go to the old haunt. Yeah. Sure, straight up north. <laughs> uh, Bill Moore. Yes, Elliot. I have a question about this. So this, this drive-in situation, to me, if I was going to design a drive-in theater for this purpose, there'd be little stalls and walls in between the cars. That's a lot That's a lot of fencing, baby. Sure, I get that. It's expensive. But I'm assuming that didn't happen. So... You're in the car. It's not just you. Were there other cars there? And did you happen to glance over at any point accidentally into somebody else's car? Why are you looking at me? No. Well, because I'm because uh, of the camera. It was like a normal drive-in movie. Right. So theater. just flat, basically. It was just like they, you know, like maybe a year prior they were showing Disney films and then <laughs> not making decided. enough money, the, so they switched to the porn. The money's in porn. Um, but you're paying. However, go ahead, I'm sorry, Bill. There, there was a there was a drive-in theater in Michigan that uh, near where we lived. And it stayed open through the winter. So it didn't close down, but they had heaters. And wow. they had the, like these little portable heaters. And my wife, then my girlfriend and I went to see a movie. And uh, we pulled in, it was very cold. And uh, I opened the door to get the heater to bring into the car. And I saw that the cord was going into the car next to ours. And we were in a great spot. I mean, it was like the perfect center spot close to the snack bar i didn't want to move the car i saw the cord going into the next car and i thought now nah, i'm not going to move i'm just going to go knock on the door knock on the window and get my heater back because they've obviously got the wrong one or maybe they've got two mm-hmm. so i get out of the car i go to knock and just as i'm about to wrap the window i see these bare legs in the back seat up in the air yes. these bare female legs going up and down oh, God. I remember they had striped striped socks, and uh, I, that's all I saw. Oh, and I saw the guys the guys' ass yeah, moving up and down. <laughs> that's all I saw. I didn't see any, you know anything beyond that. But um, I I just did one of those. You know, it was almost like The Simpsons where you see there was that shot of Homer like walking, and then he sees something he's not supposed to see, and he just like without even stopping, just around. turns around right. and walks back. It was just like <laughs> he that. fades backwards into the bush, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Ah, the famous meme. Yes. Uh, that's Bill Morrison. He's the editor in chief of the new Mad Magazine. The first issue is out today. Hit your newsstands. You can probably get that online as well. Uh, Dan Telford, now go and greet our guest if you would, sir. Uh, reintroduce yourself to Mr. Pat Oswalt. Uh, and explain what's going on here. Explain what's going on. You know, uh, Garen's gone. You're the uh, Garen for a day. You're Mr. Partis' assistant for the day. Bill Morrison's also here. <laughs> We're done? Okay. 
As a fan of the show, he certainly doesn't give me the respect I deserve. Well, the listener wouldn't know that when you go on and on and on for humor, uh, the intern is stuck standing there yeah. listening. And that for humor. while the person's coming in, it's like this tense moment. It's always very right. tense for me. Like, the person's going to be on the other side of the door. Just let him go. I don't like it. You yell at him for not getting I like time. the tension. I like the tension. Yeah. Now, here we go. Now, Dan, Dan, how did that go with Mr. Oswald out in the hallway? <laughs> Pat, sit right in that chair, if you would, please, uh, until we bring you over to the big table at the break. Bill Morrison, you probably know Bill, huh? You guys have probably uh, awkwardly shaken hands like that in the past. <laughs> that was the worst handshake I've ever seen two men. That was, really that was awful. Apologize to Mr. Morrison, Patton. Yeah, no, Apo- apologize for that handshake. There we go. There's, that's men. <laughs> there we go. Eye contact now, not unlike uh, or very unlike when he was the, uh, the drive-in with his friends yes. watching pornography. Uh, Patton, uh, Bill has been to see porn at the drive-in movie theater. <laughs> Wait, what? Can you, Bill <laughs> Morrison? Bill, will you uh, pass yeah, over the there was a porno drive-in theater in Northern Michigan, Myo, Michigan. Wait, and how, yeah. what, then how do you stop? Wait, what's happening? Yeah, kids that's in the distance from like looking in with <laughs> right. binoculars. I don't think you do. Yeah, they. Oh, so they. So they were basically uh, a lot of Northern Michigan. What years was this? Oh, 78, 79. A lot of northern like Michigan yeah. 70s kids got a lot of free porn. You know, it was, yeah. it was. although, you know what? Here's the benefit. You had probably had to hike to the top of a big hill, so they got some exercise <laughs> yes. in. That's right. And it was true. worth it. Yeah. Worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. You go up there, expend a little more energy up top, hey, walk back down. let's go up Porn Hill. <laughs> right? Let's head up Porn Hill. Why wasn't that, why wasn't that like a 70s one-hit wonder thing like Thunder? I Island found and, you know, my or, thrill. Or, or that 70s show. They didn't do an episode. Why that. didn't they do? Oh my they gosh! They blew it, didn't they, Bill? They blew it. That would Shut be up. a great episode. Topher Grace jerking off next to Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> okay, see why? You I don't. I want imagery. Yeah, but I mean, you can't. Oh wow! I no wonder you don't write on sitcoms. My God! Oh, there's many more reasons. You got to. Okay, it's not limited. It's not limited to that. There's uh, A, can't write. B, nobody's interested. Uh, all right, Pat Oswalt is here. Bill Morrison is also here. He's, uh, the hot brand new Mad Magazine uh, drops today, uh, mm-hmm. as they say in the business. Uh, Editor-in-chief is here. Also, uh, senior editor Dan Telfer sitting in the Garen Cockrell seat, but Pat Oswalt just walked in. Uh, however, I have to open up this piece of mail. Uh, so before we take a break, let's, uh, let's, okay. put, let's open up the mail. The mail is here. The song playing for those the of you. The mail is here. Oh, you're not going to use the new opener? Nope, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like the new opener. Who sent us that? The Patton Oswald. What, Pat, you had a question? Well, you're just going to open a box? Yes, it's mail. That's how you open up mail. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, it's I mean, just, I've been watching the Looming Tower, so I'm a little paranoid right now. <laughs> All right, now listen, I'm, I have not started it yet. We just thought we just. Oh, I thought you were objecting to doing this on an audio podcast where no one. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> just sixty seconds. Visual of bit on the radio, folks. <laughs> we do have cameras. It. What the fuck? But use the knife. You shut up. <laughs> okay. Uh, here's oh, uh, whatever that is. Mustard. French treats. Looks like mustard. Yeah, this comes to us from France. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why I opened it, because it's uh, some sort of chocolates. Look at that. A little uh, bag of chocolate. Where are they from? I was I was in Paris last week. Let's talk about it. Okay. Here, I'll look at that. Are they from Angelina? Oh. Oh, God. Lyon. 
This guy's from Lyon. Oh, from Lyon. Oh, Lyon. Lyon is like a big foodie destination outside oh, okay. of Paris. Yeah. Well, I know that uh, they love their chocolate. That's where all the chefs go. Got some mustard. Now, you go there because uh, you the, the big Ratatouille convention every year, right? <laughs> yes. Is that why you go? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, rat ratatathon. <laughs> Huge. Found his thrill. <laughs> Terrine Dupont. Hey. Okay. Uh, oh, it's chicken a chicken terrine. Yeah. Oh, chicken yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that what that is? All right, here's some sort of a magazine. Bill, you're in the magazine biz. This is uh, <laughs> the magazine biz. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Uh, the, uh, the tiny prince. That's n- none of those words. The little prince. Le petit prince. Oh, it's English and French. So that's for your. Uh, that's got to be for Charlie. No, no, not for your child. My son is ten. <laughs> well, he can read the. He can learn French by reading it. Yeah. I had to read this in French class as a kid. That was a trick someone told me. If you want to learn a foreign language, find. Um, uh, uh, a copy of a beloved children's book that okay. you can recite from your childhood hmm. and get it in that language, and it's a shortcut to help learning that language. Ah, yeah, that's a good Did it work idea. for you? Nope. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> more chocolates, more chocolat. That's Angelina. This is... Uh, that's the place with the great hot chocolate, Oh, right? my God. Yeah. Okay, you hot chocolate like meth. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so good. All right, you know what? Lord. This is going to... This is like literally... Does it keep uh, giving? It doesn't stop. Yeah. This guy sent this across an ocean. This is the best packing ever because it just continues to uh, to gift. All right, let me read the letter and then we'll be done with this nightmare. Okay. Um, get my balabans. I hope it's in English. <laughs> there you go. It's balabans. Thank you. I, yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Bonjour, Jimmy, Matt, Elliot, and Garen. Dan. I joined the chorus of people thanking you for all the fun you've provided since I've joined the Never Not Funny World. There are two copies of Le Petit Prince. Oh, so we both get one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, in a bilingual version, in the hope that Oliver and Zoe, apparently Charlie, I thought this was for Charlie, hmm. in the hope that Oliver and Zoe will learn some French besides chocolat and some chocolates and pate and mustard you can share with your friends. Hope to see you at Parkathathon 2019. I don't know what this. I, I took French. I don't. Uh, Amy, anybody know French? Friend, uh, Ami. A M I is friend. Friend. C A L. There's more here. E M E N T. Is that all one word? Yes. Ami. Oh, it's like amicably fr- friendly. Oh, friendly. Francois Xavier. Mm. Love him. Yeah. All right. Listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy a, a bite of this uh, chocolate right in the break here, so my stomach doesn't growl. Okay. Uh, Pat Oswald is here. Bill Morrison is also here. Bill and Dan are taking time away from the Mad Magazine uh, offices, which are right now in chaos without the editor in chief and the senior. <laughs> yeah. What's editor going on not there? there. Like. White out and post-its are being stolen right now. <laughs> a lot. Al Jaffe's uh, twirling his mustache. <laughs> we don't know what's happening over there. Al Jaffe. Is that he, a, he has a mustache, right? Doesn't Jaffe? What was he? Yeah, famous? but Sergio has the famous. Mustache. Oh, it's Sergio. Yeah. Damn me. The hell he's yeah. got the twirlable that's the one i that's who i meant god damn it sergio aragonese isn't it sergio aragonese not sergio is there not a gene he, he pronounces it sergio oh sergio okay yeah. all he right worked, pat he works there i know you're a nerd that you have to know <laughs> I never everything worked there but i was but a he huge works there fan. oh okay so I'm, I'm guessing he knows. I know that you, you, Yeah, but I'm a white male. Cred. I'm supposed to explain things. Okay? <laughs> That's what I'm supposed to do. All right, Pat Oswalt here. He's taking time away from one of his 49,000 TV shows that he appears on. Uh, right. There's talk of Justify coming back for no other reason but to kill him off again. Oh, <laughs> Although you didn't die. You didn't die. You just got the uh, shit kicked out of you. They got me to the hospital. That's yeah. right. Oh, my God. If they brought back Justified. 
Oh, that was the most fun show I've ever done. I would imagine it was. I, oh, my God, it was the best. I loved it. It's in my top five favorite shows of all time. Oh, loved it. Great. Has one of the greatest all-time quotes. I'm sure you know it. If you, uh, uh, if you wake up in the morning and you uh, meet an asshole, you've met an asshole. If you get to the end of the day and all you've met are assholes, you're the asshole. <laughs> one of the best quotes Who's, I've ever Who heard. said it? Of course. Braylon. Railing. Railing. Of course he did. Well, it could have been the, uh, that sounds like something also that his boss would have said. Oh, yeah, his boss, um, Nick Searcy. Nick Searcy. That is like, so, oh, that, that is that character would totally say. say. You know yeah, what, yeah. Railing, you know what they say? And you know then what he, they say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he says it to someone else. Love yeah. it. Uh, all right, we got Shogalao plenty. Pat Oswalt's here, Bill Morris, and there's Dan Telfer in the Karen Cockrell seat. We'll go around the horn and say hello to everybody when we come back right after this. Well, we've had a rotating table of uh, people, table's not the word uh, I want to use, a, a rotating gaggle of people replacing Garen Cockrell over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we were on the hunt, Matt Belknap, for, to find a full-time replacement, a good way to do that. Well, there's only one way to do it without driving yourself crazy, and that's going to ZipRecruiter. That's exactly right, Matt. Now, listen, if you're hiring, we're not because Garen's coming back, but if we were... ZipRecruiter would be the first place we'd head to. Every business needs great people and a better way to find them. This does it, doesn't it, Matt? No, and I, we don't know he's coming back. He said he was coming back, but then I also saw him tweeting about a, an Uber ride where he thought he was going to end up in a dumpster. So uh, who knows what's going on? You think he's going to get murdered? He was very worried about it. He seemed concerned. Did uh, you guys see that? I, I didn't see it. Oh, uh, well. He maybe, was, maybe he was. He was live tweeting a very uh, harrowing car trip. I don't know what's going on. On Twitter? Yeah. Is that where you live tweet? That's where the tweeting happens. Well, Garen, of course, is our intern, for those that don't know, and uh, he's off on sabbatical, right? What's he got? A mm-hmm. residency for his master's degree. Yep. We miss him. Mm-hmm. We've had some great people fill in, but boy, it'd be nice to have Garen back in the hot seat. I'm going to have to devote a whole episode to him when he comes back. You think so? That seems <laughs> a little high. very, very extreme. <laughs> uh, there are smarter ways to do a lot of things, but there's no smarter way than to hire somebody by using ZipRecruiter. That is not written. I just made that up. What do you think about that? You nailed it. There are, what, I don't even remember what I said. I wasn't really listening. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for saying I nailed it then. Listen, ZipRecruiter built a platform that finds the right job candidates for you. They've uh, learned what you're looking for. They uh, identify people with the right experience and they invite them to apply for your job. These invitations have revolutionized how you find the next hire. Cool. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site in just a day. 24 hours? 24 hours, baby. Damn. 625,600. Nope. nope. <laughs> Uh, ZipRecruiter doesn't stop there. They even spotlight the strongest applications you receive. You are never going to miss a great match. The right candidates are out there. ZipRecruiter is how you find them. Matt, let me tell you what my... I, I, I use the phrase call to action. Okay. I mean, that's more of an industry term, but if you feel comfortable using that in public. I'm going to use it. Businesses of all sizes trust ZipRecruiter for their hiring needs. Right now, listeners of Never Not Funny could try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right. Free. No money down? No, free. No, money down. No, free. <laughs> it's an old Simpsons joke. Yo, is that true? <laughs> Your ad says no money down. Oh, I forgot the apostrophe. It's no money down. Uh, <laughs> now, that is very relevant because we had Bill Morrison That's in today. Right. Uh, and we talked to him about the Simpsons. Zero minutes. I know. That was a We're dumb. mistake. We should have. Oh, man. We should have had him sign a, a, a comic for for Oliver because he up until very recently was writing uh, Simpsons comics. We blew it. We blew it. We just say this is like when we had Rhett Reese in here. We didn't talk about Deadpool. I know, yeah, it was ridiculous. We're not smart. 
Well, we like to play it cool. Like, hey, man, we're all just here. Hey, we're all here. Like, we're not uh, overly impressed Although, with your credits. let's be very honest. I, I think that Mad Magazine got enough plugs. <laughs> <laughs> it was all set. Uh, ZipRecruiter, however, is the, what we're talking about at the moment. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is where you get to try it out for free. That's right, free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. A better way to hire. Nope. Oh, they actually have a uh, uh, open end clothes. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, the smartest way to hire. The smartest way to hire. That's they have a, they have their own. It's a good one. Now, I didn't know if we were going to get uh, pinched by not. Say I'm, it again. I'm, it, I'm happy. Give it to me again. All right. Here we go. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. If you haven't heard Wolverine the Long Night, Marvel's first scripted podcast ever, you're missing out. The first seven episodes are really amazing. And if you start now, you'll end up binge listening to the whole thing. Just in time for the finale. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Are there are there only seven? Because that'd be weird if they uh, if episodes eight and nine clunk it up. I think that there's eight episodes total. So why, then why does it only say the first seven? Are it great? says if if the first seven are really amazing, and if you start binging now, you can listen, get caught up by in time for the finale. I see. So there's one more to go. I got you. I'm not listening, jo- Jimmy. You like the first season of True Detective, right? I did very much so. It's a lot like that. The show follows two special agents investigating a string of murders deep in Alaska. At first, they suspect Logan, a stranger with claws, a.k.a. Wolverine. Oh, now that's... I don't know if you knew that Logan is Wolverine. I do. I know that because my son uh, likes uh, the Wolverine and he... Did you see Logan? I did not, but everybody tells me it's a good movie, even if you don't care about uh, superheroes. It's a good standalone movie. Yeah. Yeah? You you don't have to know anything. Is it that Hugh Jackman? It is. Because I like Hugh Jackman. It is Hugh Jackman, Does he sing at all in this? (laughs) He does not sing in that one. I think he's got a wonderful voice. Uh, Maybe Wolverine sings in this podcast, but I'm going to guess he doesn't. Between a night-worshipping cult and a shady police force, things get a lot more complicated for what our What kind friend. of cult? A night-worshipping cult. N-I or K-N? Uh, no, N-I-G-H-T. So they worship the night. They worship the night, yeah. Right. Worshiping the night. Sounds like I, a metal song. I was trying to think of, like, uh, uh, it was a Ronnie James Dio song that it came to my mind. Hmm. Or maybe a Dokken? The podcast stars Richard Armitage. He is incredible as Wolverine. And Scott Adsit from 30 Rock as Otto Asando. Asando. Otto Asando from Altered Carbon. Plus, more appearances from people like comedian Chris Gethard. That's pretty cool. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine The Long Night is available exclusively on Stitcher Premium, Jimmy. Okay. That's where you can find uh, old episodes. Of is it weird with you taking the lead on these and me just commenting? Yeah, I thought I was going to do it solo. You like it the other way around, don't you? You like, you well, especially because I actually liked Wolverine as a kid. You don't care about it at all. Like, I... I, I don't I, dislike it. I mean, as a kid, to me, there was nothing cooler than a guy, first of all, whose bones were unbreakable, and then he had claws that were made of adamantium. When did Wolverine come out? I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I don't have my Originally, probably the 60s, the 60s yeah. But uh, but that was as part of X-Men. The, the, yeah. The, like, but he had, a, like, a yellow costume with the, maybe a... With the blue, uh, yeah. Blue or yellow and brown. Yeah. Yeah, it looked kind of like a Michigan, University of Michigan. I never got into him. I mean... Is now's the time to get into it? Yeah, the Wolverines. There might be a connection there. There might be a connection there. <laughs> I don't know which came first, though. Did the did the university follow the comic, or did the comic follow the university? It's a different blue, ah, too. Ah, kind of... now the student is the master. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as a kid, I just was like, God, how cool would it be to have claws that retract into your hands, and then you could just come right out, snick it, snack it. And then you can slice through I'll anything. You, I'll tell you how cool. Very. Yeah, because you can slice through anything. That they're sh- the sharpest and strongest metal ever. Uh, soup can? Sure. You could slice through like a robot. You could. Like uh, no. 
Oh, not a tomato, huh? No, the acid level, just there's something about it. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, it just it turns to mush. doesn't uh, really slice. Yeah, be careful then. Be careful, Matt. But everything else, I mean, other than a tomato, everything Matt, else, you can slice right through it. Be careful. <laughs> I will. Uh, like going, I said. What's going on up there? Phone, well, phones are ringing. Dogs are barking. Uh, English uh, ambulances. And Leon's getting larger. That guy's name is Johnny. Thank you, everybody. Uh, Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night, it, like I said, is available exclusively on Stitcher Premium. To listen now, go to WolverinePodcast.com. That's WolverinePodcast.com. And use the code MARVEL at checkout to get your first month of Stitcher Premium for free. That's pretty cool. You could probably listen to the whole thing hey. in one month. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Those apples that you slice. Made myself laugh. And by, by the way, uh, the University of Michigan was named after the Wolverines because the state is the Wolverine state. And so that was uh, 1861. So I think that predates Wolverine. I don't know. Let's look into the Marvel world and see. I don't care. Marvel's Wolverine the Long Night. <laughs> Marvel, a better way to read. That is a podcast. So you listen to it. Good enough. Hey everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 2209. Uh, Pat Oswalt's here, he's taking time away from uh, Sean Hannity's bedside. Uh, <laughs> consoling him, he said, that guy's had a tough couple of hours. His oh, head boy. has gotten so large in the last three hours, we're very worried. Are you worried about Sean? It's just gotten very large. I mean, it was lo- yesterday it was already lo- shockingly large, was, but yeah. now... I don't know what it, it's almost like it's growing now the front looks normal and the back is just swelling it's crazy it's, uh, we're wait, a little worried Dan you, you, you obviously have some thoughts on the big headedness of Sean Hannity yeah yeah uh, my head's very large and I don't feel bad for him alright <laughs> I feel bad for him he's had a, he's had a tough time that, wait, you know, is this I, an actual thing is he ill no he's a, uh, 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 I know all the bad crap the lawyer stuff all yeah, the, yeah. that he was uh, announced but as. can I just say uh, objectively his head is noticeably getting bigger it's, by the day <laughs> like something's going on going yeah. on where the jawline is melting into the neck yep. as is the chin it's weird it's like he's turning into a thumb <laughs> <laughs> I like him um, <laughs> and moving on and yeah, sweet I mean, guy I mean you guys I mean I brought something up for humor and you guys gotta get mean about it uh, <laughs> sitting in the Garrett Cockrell seat over at the Pop Culture Reads Info Desk sponsored by dogpile.com that is our friend Dan Telford Dan of course from the uh, Nerd Poker Podcast he's of course the senior editor over at the Mad Magazine mm-hmm. uh, sitting in today uh, Dan everything going okay everything's going great thank you now, you just got back from Ireland. That's right, sir. I spent nine days there hanging out with the family. Your family's in Ireland. That's right, sir. Where in Ireland? Uh, outside of Belfast. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are they from there originally, or is uh, that... My wife is from the UK. She was born in England. So the United Kingdom. Mm-hmm. Has stuff calmed down in Belfast, or is it still tense? Oh, very much so. No, the troubles were a while ago. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, I don't yes. know what's going on over there. <laughs> yeah, although Brexit is happening, which nobody is excited about. Everyone regrets that it's happening. No one's yeah. happy about it, except for a few rich people who are very racist. Is yeah, there exactly. still a potato famine? Because <laughs> I heard the last one was great. Well, I feel like there's just oh, yeah. a general global famine as the planet you know, slowly slides into uh, oblivion. But. Okay, Dan, I just made a joke about <laughs> yeah, potatoes. Yeah. Oh, I just made a bud joke. Irish, well, look, Rose, Irish people love potato famine. Yeah. Jokes. It doesn't oh, remind them of anything yeah. sad. I mean, Roseanne came back. It would bring about oh, the potato famine. <laughs> it's all about reboots. Let's reboot, reboot the potato famine. Yes. Make it huge. Did you and edgy. Oh, ready, <laughs> ready player spud. <laughs> uh, now, Dan, you're a guy who, uh, you're in the nerd world, the nerd, the nerd culture, as they say. I'm just a really awkward person. And Confirmed. It is, it, is, it is my tribe, yeah. yeah. Did you well, enjoy I, Ready Player One? Is that a fun? Oh, I, I, I didn't see it. You didn't see it? You're too busy. I read the book. Now, I got uh, a young man told me yesterday, a nine-year-old uh, boy told me that uh, the book is night and day better than the movie. 
Oh, it seems like it's targeted for nine-year-olds, so that makes sense. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the movie. I, uh, I had a good did? time. I did. Okay. You didn't like it? I haven't seen it. No. And I haven't Patton, read the book. have not had a chance to see it. I'm the only... Bill, you I have saw not it. had a chance. What did you think of Ready Player One, Bill? I enjoyed it immensely. Uh, my wife read the book and saw the movie. Her thoughts. She enjoyed both, but she said the book was better. But in ways, certain ways, the movie did things that the book didn't do that were a lot of fun. Jimmy, I know, I know that Bill is our guest, and so I don't want to say anything that will embarrass him, but do you know how a microphone works? Do I wow. know? There you go. Oh, hey, I'm Elliot, there was a polite way of saying it. Hey, Jimmy, maybe. Wow. Like, Holy I'm having shit. trouble hearing yeah. Bill. Maybe he could raise the microphone. There had to be a nicer way to do that. <laughs> Bill, that do you want me to, like, fucking fight him? <laughs> that was insane. Oh, my God. <laughs> First of all, we got Pat Oswald in the house. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and I got to see this ugliness. Right? Yeah. <laughs> boy, oh boy. He's a kind gentleman. Yeah. That's true. Never takes anybody down. Sam, normally <laughs> stand-up comedy. <laughs> Oh, always, always punching up. <laughs> <laughs> Never punches down. May, at, at, at worst, I'll punch diagonally. But I try yeah. to do aim it upwards. Sure. Um, <laughs> take a time away from, again, 49,000 television oh. programs. Uh, yes, exactly. Uh, most recently, the MST3000. MST3K. What about uh, AP Bio? What? And AP Bio. Oh, that's right. I apologize. Oh. I, I really talk about things I've seen. Right. Oh, I'm, I, so, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm shocked to hear you using acronyms. <laughs> I really am. Did I get close to you it? Did a, no, you did a whole bit about how you used to love how Magnum Private that? Investigator. I did a Los Angeles <laughs> Mobile Law. Army Surgical Hospital. <laughs> yeah. and Ironically, so, loved after Mobile Army Surgical Hospital. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those were jokes that maybe nine people a show would enjoy. <laughs> but are you watching me on Advanced Placement Bio and Mystery <laughs> Science Theater 3000? It would be Advanced Placement Biology, would it not? That's right. And agents of, um, oh, what's that? What is Shield oh, stand for? Someone oh, look it up, please. Strategic Headquarters. Strategic Homeland um, Enforcement and uh, Logistical an Defense. Maybe. Oh, you got to learn that. If oh, yeah. my God. I, I, I don't need to bring this bit back. every show I'm on <laughs> I, I, I have, have an acronym on it? That's crazy. What? what S.H.I.E.L.D. stands for. Okay. Uh, the acronym originally stood for <laughs> Supreme Headquarters International Espionage Law Enforcement Division. It was changed in 1991 to Strategic Hazard Intervention Espionage Logistics Directorate. With various films set in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, as well as multiple animated and live-action television series, the acronym stands for Strategic Homeland Intervention Enforcement and Logistics Division. There you go. Well, remember that next time you uh, <laughs> want to talk about that show that I'm on. I'm not going to. I, uh, so, uh, and I've seen you on that because my son watches that. Yes. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he watches mm -hmm. that. Uh, my wife watches AP Bio. As do I. Oh. It's fantastic. Um, Thank you. I watch the MST with my son. Right. Uh, so the point is, we, we get enough of this guy in my house. <laughs> that, the idea of inviting him here was a big, big mistake, it turns out. This is, yeah. Uh, but you did not do, we went to, we went and enjoyed a live uh, MST. Uh, and Where? you were not part of that. No. At the uh, Ace Hotel. We, yeah, I was traveling, but uh, me and uh, um, uh, Felicia Day shot a video yeah, for video. it. Where we where we're interacting with, with the uh, people on stage. That was, really, what was the movie that they showed? Do you remember? Mm. Can't remember. So, uh, no. Is this the mm. one that Oliver participated in? Yeah, it's the one where Oliver, Oliver, they called Oliver, my son Oliver, on stage to participate. No kidding. It was wonderful. Oh, I bet he lost his mind. And then, on top of it, here's what happens, Patton. Mm. I've told the story on the show before, but I'll share it with you. Because okay. you're uh, a young, as a child, this would have changed your life. No. Before the show, we're waiting to get popping corn. And uh, Weird Al's right behind me. Of course. And he says, hey, Jimmy. And I said, hey, Al. And then Oliver's eyes go bananas. Because, yeah. oh, my God, why did Weird Al just say hi, Jimmy? Right. And then I said, oh, this is my son, Oliver. And then, uh, oh, I'm a big fan. And they talked about some of Al's songs. 
So then Oliver goes on stage. Al does not know Oliver's going to be participating. Um, it was chosen during the meet and greet. Oh. So Oliver then goes up to do his part, gets a big laugh. Theater goes crazy. Nice. After the show, Al sees Oliver, makes a beeline, remembers his name and goes, Oliver, you are so funny. And my son lives a charmed life. Yes, he really does. <laughs> wow. I, I, yeah. took, I took Alice to see Weird Al at the Hollywood Bowl. We saw she, you there. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She lost her mind. I mean, she she likes his versions of songs. And I think Brian Posehn does a bit about this, but it's not really a bit where my, my son's going to get to college and... And, and hear the original versions of all these songs right. and go, what is this crap? This isn't funny. Like, like they think all this stuff is terrible. And they're like, well, no, these were the original songs. Just, Why would anyone listen to this? Like, this is t-. And so she, like, that's, she just loves Weird Al. So what's much. your My son loves the, uh, the, he likes the Anakin one, but what's the other lengthy one? Uh, well, she the likes, Amish. He likes the Amish. Oh, Amish she likes the one uh, foil that she, she the, sure. the cover of uh, Royals. Yeah, mm-hmm. she thinks that one's hilarious. And then she also loves all of the um, polka medleys, yeah. where he does contemporary songs, but in a polka way. Because a lot of the songs she was listening to at the time, the Miley Cyruses mm-hmm. and all, he was doing these polka versions, and she thought that was fantastic. Mm-hmm. I always was a fan of that too. I liked when he would do the medley because uh, yes. keep it moving. Have, yeah, have, exactly. Have, let, let's, let's, we, we get it. Yeah, yeah. He, just, let's pick out the best parts of each song. Let's just scoot along. Right, let's it. scoot along. Yeah. <laughs> Don't need to dwell on your Agreed. on your stuff. And, and then are you going to go see uh, Weird Al at the Ace Hotel in May? I am not, because uh, oh. that's all acoustic, and my son doesn't care for acoustic music. Yeah, but it's all of the, he's <laughs> the pulling cuts. all his deep yeah. cuts yeah. that people haven't heard in a long time. I, uh, You know what? I'll, here's what I'm going to do for that. Uh, I'm going to do a very rare, I'm against this generally, I'm going to look at the set list. Uh-huh. And decide if my son will enjoy it. I don't usually look at the set right. list because I like to be surprised. Right? Is it uh, all? I think it's supposed to be like maybe no parodies, just all of the original songs he's written over oh, the years. Oh, my son will not. Uh, Wait, he doesn't care for that. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know. I I, 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 I don't. Yeah, but there's <laughs> no, a lot of parodies that he'll do that he'll only do in concert. Uh, because either they're Beatles songs or oh, yeah. so there's a lot of the, the, he has all these other parodies that's never that have never been on album that that his his deep fans go to see the concert just to hope that he'll do one and of you're those. gonna be there oh heck yeah I'll be there on on the Friday now when you walk around at something like that now you're Pat Oswald you're the king of the nerds and I mean that complimentary <laughs> uh, you walk around at a Weird Al show you must get stopped every 14 feet or do they leave you they, you got your distance for the most part people you know the, especially nowadays in 2018 because of in a weird way and I, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram are they feel like they've already talked to you so mm. what's the, you know it, it's not a big oh my my God, I got to get a picture right now. This is my only, you know, they can interact with you. Right. So it's actually kind of nice. People, you know, don't. And, and also I'm, I do the kind of, I'm, I'm the kind of quote unquote celebrity that I don't think it's that big of a deal to meet me. I don't live a, I don't put a moat between me and the public. I go shopping. I go get my comics. Like, you know, I'm out and about. Like right. I'm not, I don't keep myself sequestered from the world. So, you know, I don't think it's that big of a deal to see me out. On the, <laughs> I disagree. I'm out and about. I'm always thrilled to see it. Doesn't matter where we are. Oh. Pink's hot dogs. Doesn't matter where we are. I enjoy it. I don't Spot know why. Deer. What's that? Uh, who's that? Was that? Who was that? Like, it's like spotting a deer on the road. Oh, mm-hmm. you know, you know you're always out excited there, when you see one. You get excited. It's like, oh, it's a glorious moment. Oh, that's, that's his so northern sweet. Michigan upbringing. He brought up that deer. <laughs> of course, you can't right. uh, spend any time on 69. But right? that's a highway in uh, Michigan, is it not 69? Uh, 59. Oh, where Jimmy's head went. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bumped it up. M80. Up top. M80. M80 is a uh, fireworks. Oh, that is a fireworks. Have you have you ever seen? A moose in the wild? Yes. Mm-hmm. 
I was wor- I've worked in Alaska at comedy clubs, and twice I've seen moose like in the suburbs walking around. Yeah, really, and they're super dangerous. They're like fifteen feet tall with their antlers, and it's terrifying. And they're mean, and like they're out on where kids would be walking. There's a moose. It's so terrifying. But were you scared, or did you just think it was the coolest thing in the one world? One time I was in a car, and I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. But that time we were walking along the street, we were walking through a neighborhood, mm-hmm. and I looked over and. There was a moose across the in someone's front yard, and I'm like, if that thing, I, I I would have to run to one of these houses and bang on the door and beg to be let in yeah. so this thing doesn't kill me. Because I hear that they will ram you with their antlers and kick you to death. Oh and, no! Which would be yeah, which would be a terrible way to die. You know, because the moose a, I know reads mail. A, <laughs> <laughs> because a you you would be stomped to death by a moose and be tor- terrified, and then you as you were dying, you could already imagine the jokes, especially as a comedian, that your other comedian friends would yes. make about you. Mm-hmm. All the Bullwinkle jokes and the <laughs> yeah. and the National Lampoon's Vacation jokes. You know, <laughs> sorry folks, Patton's dead. Moose <laughs> could have told you. You know what? That's a good solid joke. That is a good solid. Throw joke. yourself yeah. in front of the moose next time. <laughs> You should not <laughs> restrict us from that kind of thing. Okay, fun. yeah. That's, you know, now, now, Matt, imagine you, a mm-hmm. gentleman who ran from a coyote. I did run seeing from a moose in the wild. Yeah, it was a feral coyote. This thing was dangerous. Was it coming after you? It was It was uh, during one of those droughts where the, the, there uh, were fires had pushed them out of the hills, and so they were roaming around UCB, basically. <laughs> and uh, I was walking back to my car, and I had a leftover pizza, and he like was coming down the street and started coming towards me. I think he wanted the pizza because they were starving. As uh, a reminder for Pat, who doesn't know the story, then what did you do? You, you were walking uh, along you with your wife. I left, I left my, my wife to fend for herself and I ran to the car. <laughs> I felt like it was important to protect the pizza above all. Put silver wings on my son's chest. Make him one of America's best. A hundred men will test today. But only three win the green was that song going through your head yeah. as you ran? Uh, I mean, it was a, it was a very proud moment, no doubt. <laughs> I am a man who will fight for your honor. Oh, God, a coyote, goodbye. Unto the car with pizza in my Look, I got to the car to unlock it so that when she got there, she could hop oh, right in. Sure. Oh, you didn't have the button on your fob. No, this was pre, pre-fob pre technology. Well, for me, You're aware that a coyote hasn't attacked a human in 300 years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you never know, Dan. You never know what could happen. Yeah, that pizza. Hey, I got chased by I got chased by a goose one time at a petting farm. <laughs> that thing was terrifying. Those things are scary. They scary. are scary, Mike. Yeah. But it it fo- for some reason it it homed it on me, and my daughter and brother were, were walking down to a hayride and ignored them and just said, "This is the guy. <laughs> this asshole's going." And it chased me all the way. And I didn't get to go on the hayride because it goose. Oh, this was like three years ago. <laughs> I was chased away from a hayride by a goose. So embarrassing. Hey, I have an old stand-up bit about being chased by geese. They're fucking terrible. They have little ridges on their bills that yeah, cut you right. up. They're awful. Yeah. If they bite you, it's not just like, oh, a bird tweaked my finger. <laughs> like, they'll leave gashes that like you got yeah. clawed by a bear. Or something. That's why yeah. that dude, you don't think that's why Anthony uh, Edwards chose. That's not his name. Nope. And, yeah, it is Anthony Edwards. Who? From uh, who played Black Goose on Top Gun? Oh, oh, oh. That was, he's he was. Goose. That's right. <laughs> We all thought it was a, oh, why is he a simple bird? That's why. We're not talking about Anthony Daniels right now? <laughs> Who? We're talking about him. Anthony Edwards. I said Anthony Daniels. That's C-3PO. Anthony Daniels. Oh, That's my C-3PO. God. Yeah, we are not right. talking about we, him. We've driven into so many ditches in, in the space of three seconds. <laughs> I, listen, my, my, my premise was solid. I just mucked it, it up. Yeah. There's too many Anthonys. That's the problem. That's right. Yeah. 
One of you could be a Tony and make this simple for me. <laughs> I got chased by a goose at the golf course uh, with my son once, and yeah. uh, he does not uh, let me forget that. Anytime we go anywhere near no. a golf course now. No, why would I remember the last time we heard Dad? Yes, son. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I remember getting chased by the goose. Uh, all right, Bill Morrison is also here. Uh, Bill is, uh, of course, the editor-in-chief of the Madden Magazine, the brand-new episode out today. Issue, they call it Issue. Issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, out today. Bill, thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank uh, you for having Bill, me. of course, been married 35 years. Your wife's name is? Care. It's spelled K-A-Y-R-E, but it's short for Karen. Is her name spelled K-A-Y-R-E-N? Her her given name is K-A-R-E-N, uh-huh. but when she joined SAG, because she's an actor, oh. there was already a Karen Morrison, so she, instead of adding the middle initial, she thought, well, people call me Care for short. I'll just come up with an interesting way to spell that. Mm -hmm. And so she added the Y. Love it. Care Morrison. Yes. All right. 35 years married. Uh, She's an actress with the SAG Screen Actors Guild. Patent put the magazine. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's interesting. She's also a Just like fifth grade. Getting scolded for reading that. I know. Big band singer. She's a what? A big band singer. She'll sing along to something maybe by a Tom Dorsey? Yeah, she does all the, uh, she does from the 20s. Actually, her band goes all the way back to the teens. Uh, My lord! They don't get gigs ever. I would imagine hardly <laughs> ever. Uh, well, the, all the songs no, for the teens—they're all pro lynching, so it's really hard <laughs> to get a book, especially in 2018. Yeah, it's a little weird. Uh, but their their band has different configurations, and they go from the teens all the way up to the early 60s. Uh, uh, you know, pop kind of pop pre rock. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, not not Beatles and Beach Boys, mm-hmm. but more like uh, Burt Bacharach kind of stuff. And uh, what's the name of the outfit? It's called the Dean Mora Orchestra. Jesus. And do they play? They play uh, nationally. They play locally. Uh, they play locally and occasionally nationally. Do they have a standing gig? Were yeah, they, yeah. Uh, they were at the Cicada Club in downtown LA for many years. That's where I was married. You were oh, married at the Cicada. First yeah, marriage was at the Cicada Club. Yeah. That place is gorgeous. Yeah, it's wonderful. And it's a restaurant on the weekends. It's a restaurant, and uh, on Sunday night they turn it into like a swing club. Uh, but they shoot a lot of movies and TV shows oh there God. because it's such a vintagey. They shoot. So, space. I just saw something that was shot in the Cicada Club, and when they walked out, it was the Cicada sign was right there. What yeah. was I just watching where they walked out of the Cicada Club? I Time don't remember. Saying? I don't know. I don't Big know. Bang Theory. Something. <laughs> they used to shoot Mad Men Fuller there. House. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Mad Men there. And it used to back in the day, it was a a, a men's or women's dress store. It was or a men's clothing store in the late twenties when it was built. Mm-hmm. And the the man who built it, Mr. Oviat, built built the building. Oviat penthouse, right? He he built a penthouse on top of the building for his mistress. Well, mm-hmm. uh, yes, it was for his quote unquote mistress. However, have you ever been in the Oviat penthouse? Yes. All it is is framed pictures of like muscular young dudes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, it is a very. It's like so, oh, up with Oviat. So well, I but I think it was almost that thing of he was so wealthy. He's like, okay, here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna build a penthouse. You're gonna let it leak. That that's where I take my mistresses. But that was the fog the that cover. was covering his crazy quote unquote uh, boy frenzy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, quote unquote yeah. mistress. But it mm-hmm. is a and and by the way, the Oviat penthouse is. Gorgeous. Uh, a friend of mine was married up there in the mm-hmm. penthouse, mm-hmm. and it's one of the nicest places. It, it's so amazing. Yeah, there's a big outdoor patio with a where, where, big clock. The clock. Big it's Art Deco clock. So amazing. And there's a bar in the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's gorgeous. And she still plays there on a regular basis, Bill? Uh, semi-regular, yeah. My wife and I would like to go yeah. to see that sometimes. It's, it's, it's fun. relaxing and fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. have a, have a couple of have a couple of old fashions. I, I, I'm going to have a non-alcoholic version of that, which would be what? Just uh, sugar water. Basically? Sugar water. Yeah. Ba- uh, yes. Which was that big hit by Shinny Easton? Not really. No, not no, really. No, it was. Yeah, no, that's it. Song. No, no yeah. I was guys. It was a record business. I know. I know all the. I know every song title. Mm-hmm. It's called Sugar Water. <laughs> sugar Water. Know what it's about. Uh, mm-hmm. All right, Bill Morrison is also with us. Dan Telford doing a great job. Dan, of course, was just recently back in Ireland. Uh, Dan's computer's about to uh, lose its power, we're told, Dan. Didn't think to bring the cord, huh? We're at 1%. No, I didn't think to bring the cord because I'd have to like reach around behind my desk where my desk is wedged between a giant window and it just looked really awkward. Oh, like, that's so labor-intensive. Apple, Apple laptops, <laughs> they, they don't supposedly will last like four hours. But what happened? Why didn't this it last? It was at 100%. I don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. It's a disaster. Something's really up. Is. Wait, you don't have one, uh, Matt, in the other room? With a cord? Oh, yeah, you could just use... Well, no, I don't, but you could use my laptop. I will take your laptop. But what about the cord for your laptop? It's not compatible. It doesn't matter. It's, it's I have the old I have the old one. He has the new one. What percentage do you have left? One percent. One percent. I've been I've been coasting on that sweet one. Yeah, like you're coasting to the top one percent like uh, a fucking yeah. country. That's right. You and that goddamn Paul Ryan. Bernie Sanders told me to watch out for you. I was a Bernie guy. All right. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't. Came off the golf yesterday, though. Still comes up. Still comes up at golf. Yeah. Oh, really? Is okay. everyone at the golf course you... just terrified that Bernie Sanders is going to show up with like a baseball bat and start attacking them? <laughs> no. That, 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 Are there women? Are there pro Bernie guys on the golf course? It was, it was the last place you'd find well, a pro exactly. Bernie guy. There were some pro. There were uh, yes. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah. I got. I ran into a pro. Ran into a pro Bernie guy at the Maserati dealership the other day. <laughs> really pro Bernie. Was, uh, <laughs> the premise was mm-hmm. we had done a previous charity golf outing that was all uh, that was for the wounded warriors, and I could think, oh. you could imagine how that those politics slanted. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then uh, we talked about the. Uh, where we were uh, in that conversation, mm-hmm. and then of course it has to come up that uh, she's evil and Bernie is the savior. That of uh, course has to come up, okay. and I then go to my car with my Hillary sticker on my window and go, "See you guys tomorrow." <laughs> and you know, but I spoke up. Yep, spoke up yesterday. Sometimes I keep my mouth shut because I don't want to get into it. And I was like, right. "Nope, yes, you know, I'm a fan." Not letting it pass. Got to let him know. Let him know. Yeah. Let them know. My favorite line is from Caroline Leaf. Uh, so you're mad at a retired grandmother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, when she said that to me, it was the greatest thing in the world. Like, yeah. why are you bother? Leave her alone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she <laughs> lost. Leave her alone. She lost. Yeah, she, she deserved to lose those emails. Everything's <laughs> <laughs> worked out, huh? Dumb fucks. <laughs> well, we made a point. Did you? <laughs> yeah, you really did. Yeah, boy, it's really working. Now, you're very quiet politically on Twitter. That's yeah, <laughs> I don't. I try to stay very apolitical, you know. I'm all about live and let live. Right. It doesn't really matter who's the president, does it? I mean, come on. I've, I've <laughs> never. You don't take. You know what I'm about? I'm about just getting the laughs. I, I know, if yeah. I can give people a warm chuckle and a and, and kind of a watery smile at the end of the day, that's, that's really all I want. Well, uh, successor. Mission accomplished. Yeah. If I can quote our new president. <laughs> Um, I I don't mind. I I seriously do not mind the pro-Bernie guys that were pro-Bernie for for free education. But the ones that then when he didn't get nominated and they began actively either campaigning for Trump or trying to sabotage it because they're like, well, if Trump gets elected, everything will burn down and there'll be a revolution. Like, okay, right there, you've immediately lost me. Yeah, you can go. You can go fuck off. Yeah. And usually the guys that were saying that were all wealthy staff writers or people that were, you know, living in gated communities away from anything that was going to go wrong. They're like, we need to have a revolution. Like, no, why don't you, when you move, um, <clears throat> when you move down to, to Watts, 
or downtown or, you know, move to these troubled, dying steel towns and start screaming for revolution, then I'll believe you. Yeah. But right now you're screaming that from behind a, a security gate. Yeah. Dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> that's my that's my input on that. Dickhead. Yeah, dickhead. You, you got him. <laughs> I got him. Did I get him, Matt? Yeah. I got him. Uh, all right, let's check in behind Mission Control. There's Johnny Clunk, Elliot Hogberg behind. Uh, Hello. Running uh, upwards of uh, a, a new camera has been brought into the mix. <laughs> just I'm just testing God. a thing. I love that you're testing. Oh, you know, we got to keep moving on this show. That's true. Right. I, I was watching something from, I think, Geek and Sundry where they were doing a thing with the with the 3D thing. And I, it, it's not my bag, but, uh, you know, give it a shot. So well, maybe it's not your bag. You bought the thing immediately. Well, it turned out to not be that expensive. I see. What's so something like that cost? You comfortable talking about that? About this is like the last gen of it, I think, and it was like eighty bucks. So no, that's not expensive at all. No. So Just fill the room with them. <laughs> yeah. How's that, Wheeze? You all right? <laughs> <laughs> um, you were talking about the moose in Alaska. And I wasn't. Patton was. I had no interest in the well, conversation. Well, the conversation was happening. <laughs> and uh, and I just want. My sister lives in Alaska. And what uh, city? Uh, it's a small one. Um, I should know, shouldn't oh, I? It's my sister. Yeah. Yep. But I, it's it's not Juneau, but it's like Fairbanks. It's it's, it's smaller than that. Angry. It's, Seward. It's uh, it's it's. I think it's close to Seward. Muckluck. Wolf piss. Muckluck. <laughs> <laughs> if Wolf you really want to know, I'll, I'll I'll look it up. I, no. I it's fine. But um. So the point was yeah. that uh, she has photos of eagles, uh, bald eagles. Mm -hmm. These things are enormous. They're big, huh? They're yeah. like the size of like a pit bull. <clears throat> like they're 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 like not the rapper, but um, <laughs> they're like uh, maybe three feet tall. <laughs> I'd like to see a pit bull the rapper sized eagle. Oh, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine that eagle? Well, that guy's in that insurance commercial. Yeah, he's on top of the car. Uh -huh. That's true. I just like that he's a unit of measurement. That's yeah. <laughs> well, I took my my daughter to this animal rescue place last year, and they we saw a goddamn owl in that thing. Like, like a great me. horned owl. Oh, yeah. Oh my! No, it was a barn owl. Right. But in my mind, like owls were. I. You know what? I realized I'd only seen owls in like Halloween decorations. Right. Like, I thought they were these little like oh cute. This thing. Well, a. It was. It was beautiful. But it's from outer space. It looks like it was engineered by aliens. It doesn't quite look human. And they have this thing called. Oh, it's an owl. Um, uh, <laughs> silent flight where. And, and they showed us this. They would they would tip the owl a little bit. Like, he had it on his arm, and he would tip it backwards. So the owl would, like, right itself by flapping its wings, but the wings don't make any noise. That's how they catch prey. And it's the eeriest oh, thing yeah. that, to see this gigantic... And the wingspan is huge. And flapping like crazy, and no sound. It was the weirdest. <laughs> Why doesn't it make sound? Like, you just... uh, because the way that... The, it's something about the feather. They explained it to me, and I immediately forgot. But it is a silent flight thing that they have, which is like a... It sounds like a superpower. It's yeah. awesome. It doesn't yeah. Be listed in a superpower like right. on the Wikipedia entry. Power, silent flight, <laughs> night vision. And, but um, well, people forget that they're birds of prey. Like, exactly, it's like an eagle or, yeah. or anything like that. And yeah, it's just like nighttime. I never forget that. Don't yeah. tell me what I forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Always on the lookout. People forget. <laughs> Oh, yeah. people forget. That's mm -hmm. the, forget the hiding where? Eminence from. <laughs> it's an eminence from. It's, it's a put on. on. That's my favorite Who song. That's a true statement. Right. That is a great, that is a great fight. One of the best buildups for a song. Yeah. If you want like good walkout music, that's great walkout music. Yeah, yeah. The beginning of that. It almost sounds like, it, it felt like Pete Townsend was trying to, replicate that with that song he did in the 80s called Face the Face, that one that just I goes love, nowhere. I love it, though. But the beginning the, sounds like oh. a faster, <laughs> eminent yeah. front. Yeah, 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 I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I remember I was I was in a 
health food store and I saw there's a cereal called Heritage Crunch and I could <laughs> and I could only say, I, get in, I immediately in my mind heard it to Eminence Front it's a Heritage Crunch yeah and I was like oh if oh, I could I get I would do it every time and, uh, and, yeah. and if I could get like Pete Townsend to license that song yes, that'd be yes. a great commercial yeah. it's a Heritage Crunch it's what you milk on Heritage Crunch love it come down and have breakfast <laughs> with your kids <laughs> There's <laughs> a heritage crunch. Love it. <laughs> they seem pretty liberal with their licensing because those songs oh, pop up yeah, I know. everywhere. Every, like commercials. Talk to have your people talk to them, Pat. You got the, you got your tentacles and all these different guys. First, first buy a steak in the cereal. First, yeah. First, I got to get a steak in the cereal. Yeah. Got to get into that company. Yeah. But did you just say his tentacles and all these different pies? <laughs> That's exactly what I <laughs> That's said. The best mixed metaphor I've yes, ever. Yes, of course it is. Oh, you know how octopuses always go after pies. <laughs> oh, the octopus <laughs> loves their, pie. That's their main food source. <laughs> They're like the, the natural predator of old ladies. Like, you got to watch out for the, the, the windowsill octopi. Oh, I was cooling a nice huckleberry for the orphans. Eight-legged thief came and took my pie. Uh, somebody please make a note of, uh, uh, what did you say, window windowsill octopus? Yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody make a note of that for next year's Fantasy Baseball League. Yes, that's a great <laughs> fantasy team name. The windowsill window octopi. octopi. That's a great fantasy baseball name. Uh, yeah. You're welcome, Jimmy. Yes, Dan, thank you. <laughs> uh, Elliot Hoberg, anything else? If, uh, did you finish your eagle story? Or they're, they're big. Yeah, they're big. <laughs> and she's just she's triple size. She's got these gorgeous videos and, and pictures of them, and it's just it's just amazing how you don't realize how big they are until you see them in context. I saw an eagle oh. attack a bird at a golf course uh, right here in Simi Valley. No shit. Wow. And uh, my friend Steve Allender were like, "Is that an eagle? Might be an eagle." And then we saw it swoop down. And there was a bird on the green, and we're like, and we're about to hit onto that green, and we saw him swoop down and just attack the bird and start eating it on the green. And we're like, what do we do? Do we do we hit? Do we wait? Do we go around? And then the greenskeeper came in. Oh, the eagle got it. Yeah, the eagle got it. And then they shoot the eagle away. Mm-hmm. So you guys oh, got so, an eagle. So yeah, uh, we got an the, eagle. That's the eagle, uh, and the eagle birdied. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a turducken. <laughs> But hang on. So the, the bird was sitting on the ground. It wasn't in the air. The bird it, was sitting on the ground minding its business. Holy crap. Here comes the eagle. Do you think the eagle works at the golf course and his job is to get the other birds off <laughs> I the think does, yeah. I honestly, I didn't know eagles ate other birds, but if it's a bird of prey, I guess it'll eat anything. People seem to forget the eagle is a bird of prey. <laughs> <laughs> That is the condescending just, thing Elliot said earlier. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said that is condescending. You know, but everything you say is, sounds condescending because you're a condescending. We all saw you attack Bill Morrison earlier. Come on. That is true. Yeah, I'm still recovering from that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't know. I'm wounded. I apologize for that, Bill. No, no, no. I'm usually accused of sort of eating the mic. Oh, really? So I was consciously <laughs> holding it. You always, I, I, not to get off track, but you- Patton, put the fucking well, in the I had a question about it, but go ahead. Uh, I was, you uh, moderate a lot of panels at Comic-Guy. I, I, I think I remember you moderating a Futurama panel one year. Yes. Uh, so you're familiar with microphones <laughs> and how they work. I am, okay. but usually they're stationary and mm-hmm. I'm sort of standing in one position. Right. So the, the whole handheld mic thing is yeah. foreign, foreign to me. It's yes. Still. And you don't have headphones, so you don't know how loud right, or so I'm getting used to it. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job. That was those were his words, not yeah. mine. I, you sound great to me. By the way, I was uh, because I moderated the Futurama panel for so many years. Uh, when they brought Futurama back, they did an episode that was a parody of Comic Con, and it had Matt Groening and David Cohen's heads in jars. Mm-hmm. And they wrote a robot Bill Morrison character <laughs> as the moderator. Mm-hmm. Nice. And awesome. uh, 
he was never called that in the in the <laughs> script or in 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 the dialogue, but right. in the script it said Robot Bill Morrison. So that's one of my. That was for you. Yeah. Nice. Oh, that's. And nice. I got to design the characters. I got to do design a robot that looked like me. Nice. Well, what did it look like? <clears throat> It looked like me. Describe the it looked like curves. Bender, Bender with Elvis Presley hair and a, <laughs> okay. and a bowling shirt. Nice. There but my go. father-in-law was on an episode of that, right? Is that? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Did he play? A, was he a head? I think so. In a jar. Yeah. His father-in-law is uh, Walter, Walter Kane. But, but did he oh, play? Yeah, yeah. Did he play himself as a head in a jar? I know was he. I know he voiced it. Oh. But they're not sure if it was. But I don't know if him. it was a head. And yeah, head. no, uh, it's the whole Star well, Trek cast, right? That that episode, they all got bodies. All the Star Trek cast right. got bodies, so they were heads in jars. But then, it was like this cosmic super Star Trek Star Trek fan who created bodies for them, so they got to actually be the characters ah. for a while through mm-hmm. most of the episode. Yeah, all right. And I I met Walter <clears throat> at Hawaii Con uh, a couple of years ago. And did a drawing of him as his Futurama self. You did? Yeah. For nice. him. And uh, yeah, that was a, quite a thrill. I would imagine. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. What happened? I don't know. We all got tired. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> really? You know what it was? He said something very nice, yeah. and, and nobody knew what to do with that. No, it's like, we can't, we can't have fun. That was two, that was two in a row. They made was, me into a robot, and, yeah, and that yeah. was a nice thing. Uh-huh. Uh, and then uh, I got to draw for Walter, and that was uh, uh, very uh, nice. And we all kind of went, yeah, what? what yeah. How do we shit on that? We don't know what to do. <laughs> yeah, and that's So anyway, that's all my dreams people, came true. People, and then I <laughs> people forget Bill is a bird of sincerity. And that's what I bring That's what I bring to Mad Magazine. I bring that sort of uh, harmless uh, <laughs> entertainment that, that brings an awkward silence afterwards. <laughs> but, but I in, think that's exactly the wrong thing. Yeah. yeah. Just people stiffly turning the page. <laughs> just move away from that one. Pat, you had a question uh, about the magazine, Mad Magazine's well, first issue. The first issue, it came out today. Today. Yeah. Will this be monthly? It's bi-monthly. Oh, uh, bi-monthly. So every two months. Every two months. Uh and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say. About how that. does one how does one plan future uh, issues of Mad Magazine during the Trump era? What what weirdness do you think is you can't predict the that's nuttiness is going to come down the road? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's day to day. The Onion can't even keep up. Yeah. Well, fortunately, we're <coughs> we're relaunching the blog on the website. Mm-hmm. We actually just relaunched it this morning, and we've got writers pitching us jokes at six a.m. And uh, so all the timely stuff is going on the website for the most part. In the magazine, anything that we do about Trump or anything that has to do with politics or current events, it's done in more of a general way. Mm-hmm. More zeitgeisty? So we, yeah. So we can talk about the idiocy of Trump without... Specifics. Specifics. Mm-hmm. Right. Correct. Yeah. Right. Was that... Uh, was the picture of him in the overcoat, was that... Photoshopped or oh, the Easter the Sunday actual, one. Yeah. I think there were two. Somebody ended up. Yeah. The first one was so ridiculous that it was dumb on its own. But somebody felt the need to Photoshop yeah, it, yeah, and make yeah. it Remember worse. Okay, when because, Lenny Kravitz had that giant scarf, and it was so insane <laughs> that people did Photoshop it, so it was like a literal anaconda from the yeah. John Voight movie. Like, <laughs> right. Same thing. Like, yeah. yeah. He was wearing that weird ass. So, coat. so the initial picture was crazy enough. It was yes. still nutty looking. 
Like there was something, and there's like some weird. Box it's in the uncanny valley of like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, like, why did you bother to Photoshop? But this is insane enough as it, as it a, is. And there's enough insanity going on with him that we don't have to go look at that dumb guy's coat. Yeah. I mean, there's enough. But but part of you does want to go. You're you're rich. Why not dress you know, why better? Why would he owns a clothing company too for like people like him supposedly? So the idea that yeah. he can't find a coat that won't make him look like a rotten banana is fucked up. Yeah, that's the first thing you do when you become. As he says, a billionaire is you get bring in a bunch of tailors. We're going to be concealing some stuff because I don't like working out. I don't like vegetables. (laughs) So we're going to make me a clothing line where I look great. But he wears. I don't know if I should be impressed with that or just another sign of how incompetent he is. But he is never dressed in in any in a flattering way ever. With the exception of the inauguration, because somebody did do a an AB. Like that was the one day he wore a fitted suit. No, really. Oh, he did. And you mm-hmm. and you can and you can see the difference of oh, that's a beautiful looking suit mm-hmm. as compared to the I think you too, know like, costume he wears. I mean, he just has fewer. The longer he goes, the less people are willing to go near him and provide outside feedback. Yeah, so I like he just doesn't have any one to give him an opinion. His but wife, he has, wife like, is probably in a different city the, the whole right. time. He, he's like he's in these Brioni suits, which are that's an expensive suit, and they're way too big. The sleeves are too goddamn long. They're just flapping around. Like he looks the way that Chris Farley would dress. But as a joke, <laughs> right, right, right. Like he would do it as a goofy thing. Like, look, everything's yeah. a little too big. Yeah. And oh god, it's so painful. It's uh, what I loved about the Comey interview when he talked about that part. He goes, you know, I met him and his tie was too long, as it always is. Yeah, like, yeah. like <laughs> this guy's just taking shots at him. Yeah. That was the weirdest part of the interview is where he like gave a long, detailed description of the most famous person on the planet. He's like, well, his hair was golden and flowing. Like, we know what Donald Trump looks like. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, don't need to do that. <laughs> I want to hear the FBI concept. That's and by the way, I look, I'm no fan of Comey. I think he's got his problems, but it shows you how bad that Trump is where someone like that could, well, I mean, it's right there. Yeah. I, I, what do you want me to not, it's right there. Right. Yeah. I don't need to do that much of an investigation <laughs> to see what's going on there. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Mueller's just quietly, quietly. <laughs> that's what somebody the thing today. Why is he so quiet? You want him to be quiet. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. There, there's a great um, uh, book called Gangland, which is about how the FBI, Bruce Gow, took down uh, John Gotti. And it took him years because they take years because when they when they decide to take someone down they build a box mm. and when they spring the trap they want all sides of the box solid they don't want to just run and gun all these other guys that the new york detectives and all these other people were running and gunning at john Gotti and this guy bruce gow quietly built this thing up and like while while, while things while, while awful things were happening he was murdering people and they're like oh we could have maybe prevented it but then he would have got it, it was just the all these weird but then when he sprung the box it was there was no going away there yeah. was no getting away and i think mueller strikes me as that kind of guy that's everyone's like why doesn't he do something well, he's like both sides are screaming at him he's just like just you'll yeah. see i'm gonna go home and have dinner happens. yeah see i mean guys the fact the that they outed yeah. cohen's secret client is a huge oh, deal and my. you could tell how hard they were digging their heels in to stop it that's like yeah at least to me the first time that trump was unable to just fire 30 people right. and stop something from happening yeah. so he's mm-hmm. just probably you can feel mueller's tightening a little bit yeah right we're trying yeah. to get in there but also it, yeah, sorry, and also the way that, that that his tweets are getting crazier and crazier and crazier mm-hmm. like that, yeah. that's a good sign that just all caps going at wrong. three in the morning lies <laughs> which is <laughs> Look out for, I'm a witch, or who's the witch? Look, witch, it's witch o'clock. Goblin parade. (laughs) All right. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm going to go doctor at the meet, so it looks uh, like Somebody make yeah. another note to uh, Goblin Parade. Another great fantasy baseball yes. name. Goblin Parade. My God. We're two for two in one episode. Window Sill Octopi versus Goblin Parade. When I was in college, I would I would edit the, the intramural sports page of the newspaper. That was one of my first jobs. And they, I loved the names of these intramural teams. My favorite was Diseased Livestock. <laughs> and they were like one of the better teams. They were always oh, winning. Man. So it's like Diseased Livestock. <laughs> D- Diseased Livestock takes down another one. Yeah, well, and, and, and their their main opponents was this other group, the team called Retired Court Queens. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Love it. That's so great. That's a whole story. When uh, yeah. I started in uh, high uh, freshman year, I transferred from one high school to another, and I was so tall that I just was like, I'll just join an intramural basketball team. I was really bad at it. I played in eighth grade because I was six foot five, not because I was good at it. Right. And I got placed on an intramural team. Like the school was like, this guy's lonely. He's got no friends. Let's put him on an intramural team. And they're like, eh, okay. And they were called the Purple Headed Warriors, and I didn't get it. <laughs> no, no, one at the, no one at the school got it. I didn't get it, but I was showing up with these guys who had this great inside joke and right. playing basketball with these guys, and they, they were getting away with the craziest bummer joke. hilarious. <laughs> I have a similar story when I was in Boy Scouts. Do you remember the T-shirt iron-ons? Like yeah. the, all these shops mm-hmm. that we could, you know, like order the, Loved iron, it. the, the image oh, you yeah. wanted on a shirt. So there was one called Beaver Patrol. <laughs> and it had this cartoon drawing of a beaver and a little <laughs> scout neckerchief and a hat giving a salute. <laughs> and the, the other guys in my patrol said, we're going to change our name from the Panther Patrol to the Beaver Patrol. And I said, hey, that's perfect because at the t-shirt shop, they, they got a design. We don't even have to make a flag. We can just like iron it on. So they're like, sure. Yeah, Bill, go ahead. Do that. So I, so I had my mom make this beautiful flag with fringe all the way around. And then we ironed the Beaver Patrol design on both sides. And we carried that thing around. I was the only one in the patrol that didn't. Not in on the joke. Not in on the joke. Did all the legwork. They even came up with a... a you know the patrols would have a call, mm-hmm. and our our call was <laughs> was beavers one, beavers all. Let's all do the beaver call. Num, 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 num. <laughs> and you still didn't figure it out. Still didn't get it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> but how much beaver did you get? I mean, not a pussy you got, man. Yeah. They didn't call. He didn't call it beaver. He didn't. <laughs> yeah, but I was knee deep in push, man. People forget beavers are birds of prey. Oh God. Uh, Pat Oswald's our guest. He's taking time away from uh, his many activities uh, to join us here today. I've narrowed it down. I don't know what show he's on these days. I don't either. Uh, the Goldbergs, of course. Oh yeah, the Goldbergs. Oh, yeah. That's the favorite show at our house. Oh, house. Thank you. Wanted to say home and house. House. We love it. We mm-hmm. love That's the Goldbergs. A fun show to do. That woman. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again. That uh, Wendy McClendon Covey. Why, why is she's not in conversation for an Emmy every year? It's ridiculous. Is sickening. Well, I mean, one of the things that I've heard is that she's just so happy with her life. She lives in Long Beach with her high school sweetheart. She married him, and it's all the same to her. She's just like like. They, they try to get her to do Emmy campaign. She goes, I just want to be home. Hmm. She's just the mo- and she's the funniest actor. Like she's so good on every and then heartwarming episode. as well. Like I know she just oh, I love her so much. I like the I love the whole show. Hilarious. I- and you know when, when they started the show, it was like more about the kids, and this, the kids are still the 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 have plots every week, but they realize just like the Simpsons, like oh wait. The star of the show is, is the mom, right? Mm-hmm. And and the the main plots are about her, and she's just she just destroys it. We talked. We tried. Uh, it's Oliver's favorite show as well. The three of us were talking the other day about how 
there's not one character that you're bummed out when it's their storyline. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. You don't go, oh, it's a Barry episode. You don't even do that. You go, oh, it's Barry this week. Oh, good. good. Well, where's the sister? Oh, good. She's going to show up. Yeah, that Barry, I it's love just how... just the voiceover I don't care for. I, mm, <laughs> I don't know who does it. I, I love... Uh, Fred Savage. I love how they are making Barry dumber and dumber yes. every episode. Like, he is barely functioning. <laughs> and he, he says some stuff on that show that is so dumb... It, there, there was one where he's about to tell his mom this horrible news, like he totally screwed something up, and he knows she's going to be mad. So he runs. She's like hauling groceries out of the car, and he runs out of the house. And goes, "Mom, mom!" And he picks up the groceries, and he goes, "You can unload the, lo- unload those later. I need to tell you something." <laughs> so he's just like made it even worse for himself. Like not even. He's so dumb. Oh, that made me laugh so hard. It's wonderful. Yeah. That's the Goldbergs. That's one of Pat Nodswell's 49 TV shows. One of my 49 TV shows. How many are you on? I know. I, I'm joking. At the moment. Oh, God. Well, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I pop up on that show, Happy. We'll be starting that soon. I oh, yeah. Do I Happy's have to? Where you're the, you're the I'm voice the, of little, the, the Oh, little, that's right. Yeah. With, uh, don't say it. Chris Maloney. Chris, Chris Maloney. That's right. And then uh, uh, Goldbergs, uh, AP Bio. I said Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., MST3K. And then I do regular voices on a lot of cartoons, mm. like uh, Big Hero 6, Mickey's Road Racers. Uh, oh, God. There's some other ones. Now I'm blanking on those. But, yeah, so just a bunch. You're having a slow year. <laughs> I'm having a slow year. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And, by the way, we all look, in, in two years, I won't be doing anything. That's how this business works. <laughs> Let's you're, hope. You're either. <laughs> you're either Give you're, the rest of us a chance, asshole. Yeah, you're either busy all the time or nothing. So. But, but it's wonderful. You deserve it. Yeah, yeah, enjoy enjoy being busy. There's no bigger, by the way, there's no bigger supporter in the world. That I, and I think you know this, but you should know it from, a, from an outside source. Mm. Your brother, Matt, thinks the world of you. Oh, and man. And speaks so highly of you. And it, it's 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 really heartwarming to see. Like, there's no bitterness. It's all well. You know, I'm not Patton. Patton's great. And it, it, it's really was. It's it's heart. It's heartwarming. He's hilarious. I mean, because he he's is. also he's very happy with how funny he is and the stuff that he go, gets to go do now and all the shows that he he punches up a lot of movies now and and, and he works on. Um, he's a writer on Mystery Science Theater. Yeah, I was. He's actually, one of the writers. Um, I was just hanging out with uh, Rebecca Hansen, who plays Gypsy, and Tim Ryder, who writes on the show. They said to say hello, and uh, yeah. yeah, they were telling me stories about Matt in the writers' room and how. Uh. Funny well, he my favorite Matt in the writers' room story was what we he and I went back to Virginia uh, last year or the year before that for a week to visit our parents and but he was writing on the show then and they had the writers they give them the video of the show and you have to write you know look at time code and write your jokes and they want like ten uh, options for almost every you know moment you mm-hmm. know, so many and there was there's one of the episodes there's a movie called Carnival Magic which is up there with uh, Manos, the Hands of Fate, of 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 a movie that you it's so bad, and he was I walked into his room and he was writing and he just had his head in his hands and he was like, <laughs> I'm going to commit suicide. <laughs> this movie is going to kill me. I've never and I have to watch this over and over. This is the worst thing. <laughs> and he goes, I don't know why we're doing this episode. This is so terrible. <laughs> like like it was that thing. Like if you watch the Manos the Hands of Fate episode of Mystery Science, even the even the villains in that one, the um, Doctor Forrester and and TV's Frank, both separately apologize to Joel. <laughs> we may have gone too far. <laughs> sending you this one. Horrible student film vibe where there's just costumes made out of garbage bags it's, and you just worry someone died. I heard actually the guy who played Torgo 
committed suicide. Yeah, because like it didn't it destroy his legs. <laughs> no, to, it, well, it did mess his legs. He was up. wearing satyr like things. He on his built legs? these satyr legs because I'm he's, sorry, it's pronounced satyr. Yeah, he wanted to be a satyr, or a, maybe it's a satyr. But and then they never show them, so he <laughs> messed his legs up being Torgo. But then. Well, what I heard was he committed suicide because he was also just gobbling acid like there was no tomorrow, and he freaked out and killed himself. Nature's Cheerios acid. Nature's Cheerios acid. But I just remember my brother going, this this movie is... I really don't think we should be doing it. Has, it, has that one come out yet, or is it for the? Oh yeah, that season? was on the first season. It's called it's called Carnival Magic. Well, I should have it seen is, it. It is. It's by um, Al Adamson, who is up there with Ed Wood and Andy Milligan of of just terrible directors that made multiple <laughs> films for some reason. And this one, Carnival Magic, is just <laughs> like you, like you you it defies you to watch it. It's so brutal. Carnival Magic. I'm sure, I'm sure Oliver's I'm seen it. I'm telling you, yeah. yeah Somebody you missed that one. Oh, dude. I didn't see them all. I'm starting to think you didn't watch any of them. I don't care for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my bag. Anyway, oh, it's a bad movie we make fun of? I get it. Uh, no, I enjoyed it. And I told Jody. We have a good thing. I know. I, I, I know what I'm doing. All right. I'm waiting until that. Ready? Ready? Oh, you're here, waiting to that. Here it comes. Okay. okay. Right, here it comes. Four, three, two, one. Pat Oswald's here, but we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this. Hey guys, Matt here with some dates for you. Patton Oswalt is on Twitter at Patton Oswalt. He's also on a, a slew of television shows. I would recommend AP Bio. That's a show I watch every week on NBC. I think it's on Thursday nights, uh, but you know, find it on demand or on Hulu, I guess. Uh, really funny show with Glenn Howerton, um, created by Mike O'Brien. I enjoyed it a lot. Also, uh, Happy on Sci-Fi with uh, Patton and Chris Maloney. Patton does the voice of a animated unicorn or something but uh, that looks really funny too so check it out uh all good stuff and msc3k and all the other stuff i'm sure you know about agents of shield uh everything is great in Patton world so enjoy him as much as possible jimmy pardo is going to be live at wise guys in salt lake city utah doing stand-up comedy may 4th and 5th he's in sunnyvale california at rooster tea feathers on the 14th through the 16th of june but before that chicago we're coming to you zany's rosemont we're doing two shows on may 12th uh matinee shows on saturday may 12th uh 130 show never not funny live with uh, special guest brian noonan and then 4 p.m show with, uh that's a playing games live with uh, special guest bill Leff, which just entails us uh doing an we're not funny for an hour uh, having a good time goofing hour-ish. around hour ish maybe more and then uh, and then at the end uh, we play games with bill Leff, and uh, some contestants will be chosen from the audience you can win a prize and that's super fun brooklyn the bell house is officially sold out i'm sorry to say if you didn't get your tickets you're sol but uh yeah that's gonna be real fun june 2nd uh if you can find a I don't know if there's like scalpers or that or whatever. I don't know what you should do in this situation. Hang around outside the box office and maybe there'll be a spare. But uh, can't wait to be uh, with you guys in Brooklyn. But this just announced, uh, we announced it uh, on the newsletter and on uh, online. But uh, we are also going to be at Acme Comedy Company in Minneapolis, Minnesota on June 3rd. That's a 3 p.m. matinee show. Uh, get your tickets now. Um, that's the first time ever in Minnesota. Very much looking forward to that show, and I think it's going to be great. So if you're in uh, the upper Midwest, please come join us uh, at Acme. That's going to be super fun times. And uh, you can find all our dates and deets at nevernotfunny.com. Click the tour link. Uh, for Jimmy's stand-up dates, go to jimmypardo.com. Click his tour link and enjoy. 
hey, sometimes you find yourself at the, the wallet missing a couple of bucks. Now, ooh, did somebody steal it or what's going on over there? It doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earn-in comes in, Matt. Yeah, earn-in. Earn-in's there if you got a last-minute gift for a loved one, an unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, oh, I had to spend the night at the, at the pet vet. Yeah. People like using the phrase pet vet. Even though vet covers pet, I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the wild animal vet? Yeah, you could be visiting a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people. I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun? It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, that's a good point. Yeah. Why are they? Yeah. Why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now listen. This is here's the important thing. Earn in is there because the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earn in jumps in. Yes. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like when I think about earning i think about financial stability security it gives me a lot of peace of mind that's what they're saying they say it like that yeah i would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement no, these, these are people that uh you, you know when they're giving a testimonial they're caught off guard and they're, then they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone exactly these are right. not professional are broadcasters like we are yeah, they, they they sound stilted but that's real that's genuine thank you man again it gives them peace of mind <laughs> uh hey download earning today that is spelled e-a-r-n-i-n that's in the google play or apple app store when you download the earn it app type in never not funny under podcast please when you sign up it'll help the show Let's them know who sent you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earnin, it's your money. Get it now. Hey, hiring's hard. So hard. So ZipRecruiter's there to make it easy. So easy. That a boy, Matt. You did exactly what I was hoping for. We don't plan these folks. We don't script these out. We we sit down. We go, uh, hey, let's do a ZipRecruiter ad. And then I, I just say something and then Matt responds. And it's very, very never not funny. Very brand. organic. Uh, very organic. We both turn into James Austin Johnson <laughs> doing Trump. Very organic. They're talking about organic. <laughs> Hey, see why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. That's 24 hours. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. Go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Once again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Uh, Look, we haven't had to hire anybody in a long time, but I know there's people out there that have a small business and they do. Yes. And uh, look. I don't want to do that job. If you wanted to work, you would go work uh, as a headhunter if you cared, if you enjoyed hiring people for, you know, if that was your your passion. It's not mine. No, it's, I don't, it's not mine either. So my passion's the opera. <laughs> Obviously, we all know that. Okay, I just want to make from, sure. From longtime listeners know that you love the I opera. I want to make sure that everybody's reminded of it. So just leave it to the professionals at ZipRecruiter. Let them do it. Let their technology help you so that you don't have to waste your time finding great candidates that's exactly right by the way we have tickets for the opera coming up i'm gonna hire somebody to go in my place <laughs> uh that is my passion my passion for the opera is to avoid it yeah uh ziprecruiter.com slash pardo ziprecruiter.com slash pardo z-i-p-r-e-c-r-u-i-t-e-r.com slash pardo ziprecruiter the smartest way to hire now our friend garen cockrell who's not here today matt mm-hmm. uh uses warby parker 
Mm-hmm. A, yeah, uh, he's got a nice looking uh, frames on his head. Boy, he sure does. You know who else he could look in frames is Pat Oswalt. I wonder yeah. if he used uh, I wonder. Warby Parker. I'm going to ask him off-site. Uh, mainly because he left an hour ago <laughs> and uh, I'm going to have to meet him somewhere probably a dark alley sure and discuss because I'm going to tell you why dark alley if he if I say hey where'd you get those and he doesn't say Warby Parker I murder him what, what? so somebody bottom line Jesus. be it Garrett or Patton somebody is in a dumpster by the end of this episode oh, no well you don't use Warby Parker you, you don't deserve it to be here that seems. Hang on, you hear those? You hear those sirens? It sounds yeah. like they're coming to get you for threat. For the threats you've issued. <laughs> Comedic threats, officer. It sounds like a Europe. Europe it's like a European police car. It did, didn't it? Oh man! Oh, you think good. that's a private ambulance business? Oh, private. Uh, or are they filming something? And uh, they're they're using the streets of Van Nuys. Sherman, Sherman Oaks is standing in for a jolly old England. Do you? Th- <laughs> let me ask you a question, uh, Matt and Elliot. You can certainly tune in on this. Okay. Uh, and then we'll get back to Warby Parker. Certainly. <laughs> I would hope so. In the seventies, it really looks like they didn't close streets to shoot stuff. Huh? Do you yeah. think they did, or do you think they just went? Listen, we could do this thing in three takes. You know, let's just go down to the corner of. I can't imagine it was legal to shoot without uh, closure. I mean, that's crazy. Well, uh, Kojak clearly didn't. Right. Because they they were just, they're not going to shut down that much of New York to do those helicopter shots where they're following that brown oh, uh, right. Buick. And you also see some people sometimes kind of look. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, wait, wait, what's happening here? Yeah. Like, Whoa, what's that camera doing? And there's that famous Mel Brooks story about how it's in Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. that when they come out onto Olive, there's a guy there in the shot mm-hmm. and Mel's like, yeah, leave him in. Like there's a guy there. That is bonkers. Like they did not stop traffic, yeah. pedestrian yeah. traffic on Olive. Like, hey, wait, we're about to shoot something. Mm-hmm. They let people walk. This so, is at Warner Brothers? Yeah. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. When, when he was on Conan, he showed, uh, like he circled the guy. Like, keep, take a look at there. Take a look at that guy right there. Yeah. And then, yeah, sure enough, the guy's just wandering around. That's so funny. Uh, it does seem that way. I agree. Uh, but I'll tell you a way to not wander around is by getting new glasses at Warby Parker. <laughs> nice. A uh, new concept that I wear, contemporary eyeglasses that are extremely affordable, fashion-forward glasses that are viewed as a fashion accessory, but they should not cost as much as a plane ticket or a new iPhone. I agree with that. No kidding. We believe glasses should be viewed as a fashion accessory, like a bag, shoe, necktie, hat. I'm with that. We make it easy and affordable to accessorize with glasses. Glasses start at 95 bucks, Matt. That includes, dig this, brother. I'm digging. For 95 bucks, that's where it starts, prescription lenses. Mm. Lenses include anti-glare and anti-scratch coatings. Nice. For every pair you buy, a pair is distributed to someone in need. Mm-hmm. That's great. Warby knows how to do it. Parker fought that. Parker's like, why are we going to give freebies? Hey, let's in, give something back. In his defense, Parker is the guy looking at the bottom line every day. He's he's crunching the numbers, and he's like, I don't know if this is the smartest way to do it's it. Right off, Parker. Well, listen, I, I want to be sure that we don't, you know, go belly up in a year. We're not going to go belly up, Parker. Away. God damn it, Parker! Warby, you're oh, you've always got your head in the clouds. I'm trying to help others, Parker. I know, but I'm trying to make sure we don't go out of business. Then we can't help anybody anymore. Who are you talking to? Then we're out on the street. Please I'm talking to Warby. Use my name, please, when Warby, you're talking to me. You're a dreamer, Parker. I mind am, your business. What, this is my business. But, but, I, you mind? I'm running the business while you've got your head in the clouds, thinking about new uh, tortoise shell frames. I want to see the best frames on the least to do people. Here's what we'll do: we'll try it your way for a month, we'll thirty see days. See what happens. All right. You know, let's what? give it three months. A month is yeah, going to teach us. You know what, Parker? I need 90 days for this. Let's do a 90-day trial. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Warby. Thank you. Warby, 
Just shut the fuck up and let me finish my sentence. <laughs> Don't talk to Parker that way. Nobody talks I'm to talking Parker to Warby. Wait, I'm Warby. <laughs> Parker's got a bit of a potty mouth. He's a, he's, he's, he was in the Marines. He doesn't... Uh, all right, what you, Parker, what are we saying? This is, we're going to do this for three months, and we'll see what happens. Either either we lose money, and then we go back to doing it my way, or we get new business, and uh, I'll trust you to uh, you know do these deals in the future. Speaking of new business. Cut to five years later. The company is bigger than ever. That was a flashback. I, yeah. I wanted to make it clear to everybody. Now we're in modern day, and those two characters are gone, and hopefully never return. Warby <laughs> <laughs> Parker makes buying glasses online easy and risk-free. Try their at-home program, their home try-on program, they call it. Where you can order five pairs of glasses, Matt. They yeah. ship directly to your door. You try them on in the comfort of your own home. Get feedback from friends, family, colleagues. You don't have to tell me. My wife did it. The mailman. The whole family chimed in. Ugly. No. Wrong. Off. And then what did the kids say? <laughs> <laughs> those were only those were Matt's responses. What? And then there was one who was like, yeah, those are cool. Yeah, those are the ones. Uh, everyone whose opinion you care about. Now, you could try the frames for five days before sending them back using a free prepaid return shipping label. No obligation to purchase. 100% free. It's an easy, it's so easy, a dog or cat can do it. Hmm. Parenthetically, it says hosts can determine which they prefer. <laughs> <laughs> prefer them equally, I mean. Cool. I prefer them equally. A dog is, I mean, it's easy. I guess they don't want to, they don't want you to take down dog or cat if you love dogs and hate cats. It's so easy a cat could do it. Well, you must love dogs. Is that a movie? Yep. Pass. Thank you, Zach. So your wife used uh, this experience, mm-hmm. uh, as did our friend uh, Garen Cockrell. Now, head over to warbyparker.com slash pardo. Warby is spelled W-A-R-B-Y, Parker, P-A-R-K-E-R. That's all one word. Dot com slash pardo. Warbyparker.com. I'm going cats, though. Cats. That's the one. That's the way to go with this one. Order your free home try-ons today. Choose five frames you'd like to try on. Mail the frames back. Choose your favorite pair or pairs. Mm-hmm. To have your prescription added to and order. Warby Parker makes your experience completely risk-free. Free shipping all the way around. Visit warbyparker.com. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Slash Pardo. Now, do you have an iPhone X? Mm, if you do, what do they call it? iPhone 10. X. Malcolm 10. <laughs> That's the old joke. Malcolm uh, iPhone X. Make sure you download Warby Parker's app where you can use their brand new feature, Find Your Fit. Yeah, that's cool. Find Your Fit uses the iPhone X's deep death camera to map and measure key facial features. Using these measurements, Find Your Fit recommends approximately 12 Warby Parker frames that are most likely to fit your face. The process is seamless and only takes a few seconds. That's if you have the iPhone X, download the Warby Parker app. Everybody else, please go to, and then eventually go to, after, even after you do that nonsense, go to warbyparker.com slash pardo, warbyparker.com slash pardo, warbyparker. A better way to see. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode 2209. Pat and Oswald's your guest. That's not to uh, dismiss the fact that Bill Morrison is here. Editor in chief of, uh, editor-in-chief of uh, Mad Magazine. Dan Telfer, of course, senior producer. Nope, senior editor. Yes, sir. Yeah. Over there at Mad Magazine, sitting in the Garen Cockrell seat. Matt, how are you? I'm good. Matt Bellap is here as well. He just got back from apple hunting. Uh, <laughs> apple hunting? Do I get the apple part of that? Yeah. No. No, no. no it's, it's where the apple... It's at an orchard. Oh, it's at an orchard oh. where they had the Civil War reenactment. Ah, gotcha. I took my daughter to a sleepover... Uh, Civil War reenactment thing, but there's a school. What? Thing. Yeah, up in the apple picking country. Well, up now in, that you've pretended up, to be a part of the worst massacre <laughs> in American history, why don't yeah. you just sleep outside where the animals? Yeah. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 you forget about nine <laughs> eleven? 
but wait that's a next year. We're doing we're that. Never next forget. Year. <laughs> was there? Wait a minute. Was the sleepover still Civil War themed? Yeah, we were sleeping on what? cots that were like oh, those fold-out canvas but that's cots. Horrible. But this is like was... your episode of Parks and Rec. Yeah. Oh yeah. Exactly. It yeah. was like that. Yeah. I, that nothing bothers me more than seeing, and I've seen this a couple times on like t- on the History Channel, where they'll they'll talk about. Civil War reenactors, which if that you think that's great, if you're an adult, good. But they'll show parents who are, who have dragged their kids out right. to a reenactment weekend, and they're making the kid like haul a pot where they got to boil water <laughs> and make, and they're gonna make him eat pemmican. And these kids are like, that's another weekend that they don't get to spend with their friends and right. their weird old mom. This is what kids had to do back lecturing then, lecturing them you about yellow. He's like, yeah, but I know they had to do it back then. A, let me read about it, and B, we moved on from this for a reason. Right. Because this was awful, yeah. and smarter people came and developed so we don't have to do this stuff. And you don't you don't die when a when a when a uh, when, when you put get a nail in your hand because <laughs> there's no antibiotics, you idiot. Right. Sorry, but it, that it just, yeah. This, luckily, they didn't have to do any of the that bad oh, stuff. Okay. If I may, uh, Jesus died with a nail in his hand. Oh, that is oh, true. Boy. Oh, well, they didn't have antibiotics. Thank you very much. Okay. He got that horrible infection. <laughs> is that what caused <laughs> that? Caused? That was infection. It? Yeah, they come on. These nails. They they weren't clean. No, there's no, no doubt. Yeah, it was a terrible infection. Boy, I literally threw the brakes on that fucking. <laughs> I, li- I know. Wow. What a jag off I am. <laughs> I literally just thought, though, a, some a, a super dumb take on the crucifixion would be like, even if he survived the crucifixion, I mean, he, the infection, he would have gotten, <laughs> gotten tetanus. Mm-hmm. You know, he would have lasted long. But if he had gotten tetanus in his hand, the hands how he healed such so he couldn't have healed it. I mean, what can you do? <laughs> anyway. That's a real a superhero. All the miracles came from one synapse. Yeah. Rusty nails are his kryptonite. Wow. Uh, wow. This uh, but yeah, just, but they uh, got this is like they got to do uh, axe throwing, which I thought was kind of cool. Oh. I don't know what that has to do with the Civil War, but a uh, bunch of nine and ten year olds throwing axes. At a, that's got to be. That's cool. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. How'd she do? Uh, she they each got three throws. She didn't. Uh, Did she, they have like a cut uh, cut out of Johnny Carson up on the uh, wall? Ed <laughs> <laughs> Ames stop by. <laughs> oh, looks like his dick. <laughs> Play it every year. <laughs> it's nineteen sixty one. It's thirty years later. It's not that yeah. funny anymore. Keep playing it. It's Johnny's classic. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They. they uh, she. She couldn't get it to stick in, but uh, one kid got two out of three, which I was amazed at. Wow. That's. Uh, yeah. He's been recruited by. Uh, yeah, he's now. Part Navy of the seals. militia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is all. Yeah, the, the the whole thing was just a, a like a, a cover for like. There's definitely militia activity happening up there, right? And they're looking for up the, in the hills of San Berdu. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. San Berdu. <laughs> That's a great James Elroy uh, 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 abbreviation. Yeah. Out to San Berdu. San Berdu. <laughs> I, I took my daughter camping this past weekend. We went to uh, El Capitan. It nice. was with her second grade class, and it was so great because it's the one time in 2018, it's the one couple of days where you can let your kids have a 1970s childhood where we get up in the morning, we all have breakfast and go, okay, off you go, I'll see you at dinner. You mm. go, here's some money. There's a there's a place down at the bottom of the of the mountain where you can get food. There's like a little cafe. Right. Yeah. And we're like, just because there's nowhere they can go and there's no one... And you can let them go, like it's because it's also uh, bears, though. When I, no, not really. There's really not that much wildlife oh, okay. up there. So yeah. my um, and there's paths and there's people all over the place. Yeah, okay. So, but it was that thing of like when I was little, weekends were we get up and have breakfast, and my parents were like out of the house, <laughs> see go yeah, see you at dinner. Mm-hmm. What's for lunch? Go to a friend's house, see if they'll feed you. <laughs> Literally, just go, go, go figure out. Fig- right. What are we doing? Like nothing was planned. What are we doing today? You'll figure out something right? to do. And yeah. you did. You figure out something. P- make up a game. I don't care. Get your bikes. Yeah. God. 
Yeah, and they don't get to do that anymore. They ever, ever, ever. Everything's everything's planned. Yeah. So so that weekend was really cool to just go bye. Do you like camping though? Well, this was glamping. El Capitan um, uh, campgrounds are uh, very nice cabins. Okay. Uh, it wasn't like camping. There's yurts for the people that really want to camp, but all the guys that were like, I'm, I'm like a couple of the dads were like, I'm staying in a yurt. And then <laughs> after a couple hours, they'd come over to our cabin. I was hang out. You guys got some pretzels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is there Wi-Fi? Yeah, there's yeah, there's Wi-Fi. Grizzly Adams. <laughs> Give me the password. Dad Haggerty. Dad Haggerty. We just lost him recently, right? Didn't they? Yeah, a couple of years ago. Boy. It's weird rewatching um, uh, Easy Rider, and Dan Haggerty is one of the hippies in the commune that they visit. Is he really? Yeah. Oh wow. He's one of the guys, and he was like a real. He was one of those guys, and then he just kind of fell into. Uh, acting the, and became uh, was started gentle Ben and apparently inhaled a mountain's worth of coke and was <laughs> happy as a clam. <laughs> Went and was, I gotta go work with my bear and then do a rail. I'm good. <laughs> oh, it's a great, great career, man. Are you are you a guy that's uh, I'm obsessed with Mannix these days? Are you uh, finding yourself at Me TV? You know what? I I have not put the Me TV needle in because I know that if I do, I will go down some really bad Columbo K holes. Yes. The thing about Mannix that I love, and I I haven't watched enough of it to know, but apparently there was a something I read on the web about the number of episodes where he gets shot in the shoulder. <laughs> oh Jesus! And and recovers, but it's the same shoulder where it's like if if he was shot, his arm would. Have just fallen off <laughs> right. like he wouldn't have had any recovery so there was that weird no i i miss those 70 shows with the the mics are up a little too loud you can hear the clothing rustling <laughs> on them as they're speaking yes those columbos are just oh they're so good i love them all what, what do you like on me tv so you're you're on a manix thing right now. yeah i went through a kojak phase what two years ago yeah that yeah. may or may not have taken over my life <laughs> that, that's a really is that an understatement it was all like we had the the whole studio was decorated with kojak art because wow. it was like the only thing you would talk about uh, um, so then, luckily, that passed. Good. Uh, but now it's Mannix. Okay. Uh, Columbo's always there. Columbo's uh, a perennial. Yes. Uh, yeah. But uh, I'm enjoying the... Mannix is is oddly calming. It's a calm show. Well, now, h- hang on. Is it a calm show because it was something you remembered growing up, or it's just the... Because I, I, I read that... Um, uh, Kurt Cobain was obsessed with the show Dragnet, not because he grew up with Dragnet, because his life was such chaos that he liked a show about order oh, and neatness, and he would obsessively watch Dragnet. Hmm. And like at, at, after his concerts, he would watch it to like calm himself down. Interesting. So is is Manic something you grew up on, or is you just like? The... I remember it as a kid. I, I remember probably being bored by it as a kid because I was ne- into Kojak right. and Beretta and Starsky and Hutch, uh, and those are those move. And there's language. This is just kind of, it kind of just happens. Is and is he a PI or a cop? He's a PI. Is a PI? And, and who does? And where does he work at? Is he work in LA? Uh, Los Angeles, okay. uh, which is really cool to see. Uh, hey, we're gonna go to residuals or you know stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. what? That, what? Yeah, I love when when you watch those shows and you'll see like, oh my god, that's that's Beverly and La Brea. That's yeah. oh my god, that's right there. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. so neat to see those. Uh, hey, that's where I live. That's the corner of Rodeo La Cienega. What yeah, the yeah. hell? Yeah. I do not live anywhere near Rodeo La Cienega. That was just an example of two streets. <laughs> and also, when you, especially if you watch, well, I did go. Down down a Rockford Files hole. Yes. Because yes. That what they would do on that show is it was him living grubby out at the beach in his trailer <laughs> and then he would go to the rich part of LA. But in the 70s, the rich part of LA still looked pretty dumpy. <laughs> like it didn't look that good. Beverly Hills was we like, we like, whoa, Beverly Hills. And you see the street like, that looks like <laughs> shit. It doesn't look that good. Right. Yeah, so that I love. 
seeing I, that. I love all of it. I, 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 I wind down. That's why. But it, it, speak to it a little bit. I, with Kojak and everything, I wind down my day with it. It's like, oh, Danielle went to bed. Oliver's in bed. I'll watch Mannix. Mm-hmm. And then that do you gets like, me. Do you like watching it for the guest stars that are now huge megastars? Um, have you seen it? Have you caught any of those episodes? I have. Who was on the one recently that uh, both Quinn, uh, 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 we were talking about. God damn it. God damn it. Who was it? Well, it was Joyce Van Patten the other day. That's not a oh, star, of course. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Uh, but it was great to see her. It must have. It was great to see her, yeah. guys. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I do enjoy that. Yes. Yeah. There's a there's a Hawaii Five-0 that I watched with uh, Christopher Walken on it. There was a Streets of San Francisco I saw with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Very young Arnold. Oh, man. Um, barely able to speak English. <laughs> um, there's a, Okay, here's this goes back even further for me. This wasn't on MeTV. This was on like K-Cop at like 2 a.m. on Sundays, but I would record every one. There was a show called Naked City, and it was shot handheld on the streets of New York back in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And it was the it was the first job for all of these huge stars. And so you see the first acting as guest stars of, of uh, Dustin Hoffman and um, uh, Gene Hackman and Robert Duvall and wow. John Voight. They're all as like guest stars wow. on the show Naked City. And although me being a big goddamn nerd um, there is an episode with Burgess Meredith who plays a beat poet who wakes up one day hungover man and he's somehow he's accused of a murder oh, wait yeah. what man <laughs> and he's gotta go running so at one point he stops at a newsstand and he's freaking out he's reading the paper like he's lost time or something and he's looking at the date and hanging on the newsstand behind him this was done in it was episode was shot in 1963 in the summer is is the issue of Amazing Fantasy, the first appearance of Spider-Man. Wow. It's just on a you know, like wow. the little clip. And next to it is House of Mystery, the first appearance of Thor. And they're just in the background. And, <laughs> and I was like, was the- what the fuck? <laughs> right? And then I, there's people have written about that episode online going, that this shot is worth $2 million. <laughs> <laughs> just in props with yeah, what's right. behind him. It's crazy. Wow. And you know when they wrap, they're like, all right, toss it, let's move. Right. Come on, let's go, 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 go. It's fucking funny books for kids. <laughs> guy in a goddamn costume, like a, you know, like they don't give a shit. Right. Right. But it's just this yeah. amazing moment of like, what the fuck? So yeah, that's awesome. So Mannix, so what was um, what was the plot of the last Mannix you watched? Uh, Peggy, his uh, secretary, had to play a prostitute. Oh, she had to go undercover as a prostitute to do what? Like, were they trying uh, to, to trap uh, someone to, or uh, trap a uh, uh, coke? They were selling coke to kids. And then you've no. gone too far, you sell it to kids, man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and didn't Mannix always wear the, the um, cashmere sweaters or the, the cardigans? He's got a sport coat. Oh, he's sport he's got coat. He's got a sport coat on. Okay. Uh, which looks a little, a little uh, tweedy, a little burlappy for uh, yeah. L.A. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't remember him. In it. Maybe he's got a cardigan underneath it. You might be thinking of Beretta. Maybe. Didn't, uh, didn't he always wear a No, Beretta was more of uh, like a, a, a t-shirt. A, a waiter's uh, yeah. coat. Oh, okay. Oh, right. I've uh, never seen I've hat. never seen an episode of Beretta. Is oh. that on me TV? No. Oh. But I'm sure they're gonna get it. Yeah. Beretta was my that was my first fan letter I wrote to Robert Blake, and he wrote me back. Uh-huh. And, and said, But you wanna <laughs> be my wife. You, you wanna said, uh, some spaghetti, spaghetti with me? Hey, here's, here's something to know. I didn't do it. You're, you're, you'll you'll understand this in forty years. All right. I didn't do it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, even, and the letter even said he didn't do it. Oh, Mannix. He, he now wrote, I want to go watch Mannix. In the letter, Robert Blake wrote, by the way, that uh, 
he was reprimanding my parents that uh, that I should not be allowed to stay up that late to watch his show. Oh. He would never let his kids do that. Mind your business. Mind your business, Bobby. <laughs> Don't tell me how to be raised. You know, as a child, he did have a horrible childhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, he was a, wasn't he in the Little Rascals? Yeah, but he had to go because his parents were such assholes. He right. basically would dance in the street for money. Jeez. Yeah. And that's how he was discovered. And mm-hmm. then they then they steal all his money I that he made? So, yeah, yeah. yeah. They, well, it was him and the other guy, Jackie Coogan. That's why they have a thing now called a Coogan contract. Right. Right. To make sure your parents don't fuck you over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they, he got, oh, boy, it was just awful back then. Now, do they show Canon on? Right after can, Mannix. Really? <laughs> Cannon, Which is also oddly calming. Yeah, well, Canon I like because it is a morbidly obese private detective in a gigantic lime green Cadillac El Dorado too, like the two biggest things. <laughs> but he'll like do a stick on the street, like kind of put his hand up and go see me like it no, it's the big the most noticeable goddamn thing on the planet. And then every other line is he comments on his weight. Like they'll say, Well you gotta go up there. Well a big guy like me is gonna have a tough time. <laughs> and, and he says it like that just very calmly like like uh well uh, you know I'm no stranger to a nice meal. Like, <laughs> like dude, why would you agree to those scripts every week? Uh, here's another one, uh, Bill, where you get, uh, there's 49 fat jokes. I'm good. Yeah. I understand. I'm a disgusting human being. Right. We, we have yeah. to acknowledge it. We're going to get fried well, chicken. It, I mean, it, it, it hit a wall when his agent was like, we got it. There's an ABC. He's calling by this new speech, Jake and the Fat Man. Right. Oh, really? Which one am I playing? <laughs> Let me take a wild guess. When will I be playing Jake or the Fat Man? Yes, Bill. All right. Well, I'll do it. I mean, I'm, no, I'm no stranger to a meal. Uh, all right, Patton, thank you for being here. Thanks for having what me. What a joy. Glad to have you thank back. Thank you so much. Uh, all right, wait, hang on. Wait, I got to sing about oh. it already. Uh, Dan, we thank you for sitting in for uh, Garen Cockrell. It was a pleasure. Thank Best you of luck with Mad me. Magazine. Say hello to your father, Bill uh, Telfer, for me. I sure will. Uh, Bill, does he still <laughs> listen to the program? I believe so, yeah. Good, I'm glad. He still hangs out with Daver? Good. My friend Daver, of course, does the theme song for the show. Just coincidentally, he's friends with your father. Yes, Chicago suburbs, Joliet area, Joliet, Elwood, Illinois. That's its own city. Calling that a Chicago suburb is kind of insulting to them, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean, mind. I moved away. Who gives a shit? Okay, that's his uh, father. Wow. <laughs> uh, Bill Morris, we thank you for being here. It's my pleasure. Thank Good you luck with the Mad me. Magazine. Thank you. We're uh, very excited. and uh, It's just called Mad Everybody Magazine. go out to buy it. You go don't out need and to buy it. It's say, on sale today. There's no the in front of it. <laughs> well, actually, tomorrow is when people will be hearing this, so... It's on sale tomorrow. It's on sale, but it's it's available now. It's, it's available yeah. right now. Are you done reprimanding me with the? the <laughs> well, you, you you did an old man. Like, it's oh, not but. the Eurythmics. It's just Eurythmics. <laughs> <laughs> you had to do that. Hey, I kind of did. You're coming to my dojo, and you got to do that. Save that for the home. Dojo. <laughs> on behalf of uh, Dan Telfer, Bill Morrison, back there, there's Johnny Clunks, Elliot Hober, the Hunter Matt Belknap, our friend Matt Oswald. I'll see you next time on the podcast. AK forty seven, gone, not forgotten. If you enjoy Never Not Funny, why not sign up for the Players Club? You get full video of every episode and an extra show every week when you become a member. Sign up now at podcast.com. Executive producers Jimmy Pardo, Matt Belknap, Scott Ackerman, Chris Bannon, and Colin Anderson. For more information, visit Earwolf.com.